Yo, what is up, everybody? DPS Podcast, episode thirty-one. And yes, this isn't this isn't Slowmo's um fault. This is this is my fault. You know, I was having <laughs> I, I didn't want to have a slow-mo moment, so I was having echoing inside of my headset, and I was like, "Yo, what what is really going on here?" So, um, sorry for the delay. As always, we really truly appreciate every last one of you for coming to the show. But we're going to get right into it. And yes, Brad Podcast, Forte is late. He's late. And I, will take, and I will take full responsibility for it. But, um, <laughs> yo, but like I said, episode 31, man, it's been a great time. Um, a nice little ride. 30 episodes, slow-mo, man. Where, where did you ever see us just getting to 30 episodes and actually still surviving each other? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, I, I'm the one that, you know, I, I have the most patience, I think. You know, in, in in dealing with all of your your little you know hiccups and all oh. kinds of stuff that happens, it, it's you that you know seems to not have all any any patience whatsoever. But it's all right, you know. It's, oh, it's, it's, I I endure. You I endure. endure. You endure. Yeah. Oh Lord, I'm still here. Okay. Well, um, well, first of all, I do want to shout out because there was a lot of people that were here early. We had Racer X Gundam was here. Brat Podcast always here. Saloon. We got Darkcia. You know, Dark got kind of mad at us because let, let's let's let the we, we, you know we're transparent here at DPS, and you know we don't want to make it seem like everybody isn't a part of the of the of the um the community. So, you know, the whole DPS podcast and people not knowing what DPS stands for, it was just funny games. You know, we were just joking around with it, and and if we did hurt some people's feelings out there, we apologize for it because it, we were just having fun with it. Because you know, most people know what DPS stands for, but if you didn't, that's okay. We still love you anyways. But I just feel like it was um our responsibility to make sure that we tell everybody that you know, no hard feelings. If we hurt your feelings or anything for any reason, we're sorry. Would you, you say anything about that slumber guy? Anything you want to say? Yes, no. no? I'm good. You good? No. I, I summed it up DPS for us. stands for damage per second. Yeah, yeah we, we, we summed go. it up. We summed it up really good right there. All right. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is summed. It's summed up. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. We got it summed up. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. Hustle and motivate. Shout out to you, brother. Shout out to Erotimus. Um, yeah, man, um, you've been killing it on Twitter, man. Been looking at a lot of your tweets and stuff. Really like what you've been saying on there. And my homeboy, Sir Taz, who has talked me through the darkest of darkest days today while I was at work, you know, I was having an emotional crisis breakdown and I had to call Taz be like, Taz, am, am I doing everything right in my life? And he was like, if you got to ask me that question, bro, did something's wrong. And I was like, yeah, you right. But uh, shout out to all you guys. But yeah, let's get into this episode. But first, I have to formally announce my co-host with the Comos, the man that literally puts confidence into me and everybody else in this community. Slumma Backslap, how you been? What you been up to and what's going on with you? Man, I have been through a love-hate relationship uh, lately with Outriders. That's what I've been up to. Uh, to the detriment of gaming and doing videos, it, it's just like I, I. It's like if I'm not working, I'm playing Outriders, and I'm like, yo, I got a video to do, but I, I, I want to get this particular piece for this build for the Pyromancer. And I just something. So I need a. I need an intervention or something. It, it's. I, I think I finally 
coming off of the the addiction high of another looter shooter i I think i'm starting to kind of be like eh, with this game just like (laughs) this game is in the bushes (laughs) when 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 we tried to i don't know what was more difficult and you kind of playing right now the gameplay from when we were helping uh tab yeah we're not going to show that we're not going to show the end of this gameplay because that's kind of sus we're just gonna yeah, yeah. we're gonna play but, only the beginning of it. <laughs> <laughs> but um we when I didn't know what was more difficult, three people um with with them nerfing the your your damage output when you are overpowered, trying to beat the final boss or trying to get an exhibition, just one single exhibition done with crossplay enabled and co-oping with a group of people because it literally seemed like as soon as we tried to do one exhibition one it was i got bounced out the game then forte get bounced out the game then task crashes we all reboot our games and get back in and and outriders is like no no difficulty level increase World tier 30 enabled, right? <laughs> it's just like no. Like, what is that you screen saying? That screen was huh? saying that screen was saying world tier six and seven, but we like, <laughs> yo, why is this like 32? It was crazy. <laughs> so it was just like, I don't understand why we couldn't get into a single exhibition. And you know, like, you know, let, let, I don't want because this, this would be like the third week in a row we talk about outriders, and I don't think the game deserves that much uh oh, my. attention. So well, why I, we I'm got, just gonna say well, why that, we got uh, well, go ahead, go ahead, finish what you're gonna say. I was just gonna say that you know it, it's it's been um to my detriment on many many fronts that I've been playing this game, and I'm about done a, 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 with it a bit. I'm gonna get back to Persona Five Strikers. I'm gonna get back to some other games I've been playing. I, I you know I know we're gonna talk about it a little bit later, but I might be a bit interested in Returnal. You know I might I might actually be picking that up, and uh, we, we might be doing a, a little bit of a co-stream, uh, very really soon. I because there was a a poll that went up, and uh, we could talk about the results of that poll uh, whenever you're ready, and we could we'll we'll, we'll announce um, what we got planned um, for the for the the community going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before I switch over to that, I do since since we are on Outriders, I will I do want to sum up the fact that there was a message that was put out by People Can Fly yesterday, and this is basically going to be the end of this conversation for Outriders. If you are a person that <laughs> fell victim to um losing your clothes in the actual game and not having anything but your 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 diaper, your un, your your underoos on or something like that, you're going to get all of your stuff back. And the cool thing is uh, you're going to get your stuff back. Plus they're going to give it to you with the same stat distribution that you had before, but they're going to be of the God row variety. So you're going to get better gear because you lost your stuff. Now there is no timetable on when this is going to take place. They haven't given us a, a firm date. They said there is like three sections of gamers that this is affecting. Some people were affected on a, on a micro level where some of their inventory was affected, but it didn't disappear. And then you had everybody to the point where all their stuff disappeared compared to the people that didn't have any issues. So they're sorting that little situation out. So we should be hearing something in the very near future. I don't know if that's going to help them because by the time this comes out, a lot of people might have moved on to something else, but um, at least you do know your time will be valued, I guess, 
when your stuff does come back. So if you're a person that's waiting for that stuff, we just wanted to give you a little bit of a news info dump on that. But yeah, getting to what Slomo was just talking about, we have a poll that we ran on the official DPS podcast um, Twitter account. If you don't know we had one, it's at DPS underscore uh, podcast underscore Follow it. That's where we drop all the news and announcements. And whenever me and Slobo do anything on the tandem when it comes to live streaming together. So this is the um, results of that poll. And I am a put up on the screen right now. And as you can see, what games would you like to see Gaming Forte and Slobo do a co-stream on? And overwhelmingly, it takes 2-1. Now, Slobo. First of all, I don't even know why you put that you game on the list. You should have never put it in the <laughs> poll. You should have never put it put, there. I, I, it was like, as I was typing it in, I was like, this is a mistake. I know, but like, you know what? Maybe people, because the, the game's hot right now. I say this, and I'm not saying it's a mistake because the game's bad. I haven't played it, so I don't know if it's bad or not. But I don't really have a lot of interest in the game. Right. But I do know that everybody, wrong screen, bro. Oh, what am I looking at? Oh, yeah, there we oh go. <laughs> I need to pull up a different window for that. Go ahead. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, anyway, um, uh, every time that like people talk about the game, it's always glowingly speaking about how good the game is, and I and I recognize that. You know that that's fine. That's fine. But I, I just didn't have any interest in it. But you know. I hear it's good. It's a good game to co-op with someone. We would probably have actually have a lot of fun with it. I, I think so. That's fine. It's take. It's it's you know it takes two. Uh, uh, we had some other write-in, write-in um, uh, uh, suggestions as well. Some of them I think are pretty interesting. We might want to do uh, later on. So um, hustle. Shout out to hustle. He had a suggestion of a way out, and I was like, oh, you know what? I actually I haven't played the way. I out. haven't played it out either. And it's the same developer that did It Takes Two. That's one I actually would be a little bit more interested in playing than A Way Out. And then Franco with Balin <laughs> Wonderworld. Like, is that even multiplayer? It's not even multiplayer. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, both of you should, should just stream it, you know, individually. And I'm just like, hey, no, I'm not playing that. <laughs> uh, I, I have less interest. I have more interest in playing Bug Snacks than I do in playing Balin Underworld. And uh, and Aradimus also says Second Extinction, which I think that comes out soon. Yeah, it I'm comes out soon in Game Pass. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that at all because I like the way Second Extinction looks. I, I think it looks pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I like to rock so, with guns again. <laughs> Big Mike in the chat said I voted on Demon Souls. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that tweet. I didn't see it. As where where is it? Concerned, I don't care. Where is it? I don't, I don't see, see it. Is there a quote? <laughs> it, well, look at this quote, T. Did you quote T? Did you quote? Oh Lord, look. If it has co-op <laughs> bug snacks. Yeah, yeah. We can we can we can not. Is this triggering? Does this trigger you slow-mo looking at this? Oh yeah, absolutely it does. So look, <laughs> I, um I mean we'll, 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 we're gonna start doing a lot more like co-stream kind of stuff. And um I put in Man of Madonna. I know that's not even like Super Massive Games' most current game, the most current one is Little Hope, but maybe we'll do the one that's coming out later this fall. Yeah. got the name of it but it's uh you know it, we we will we'll figure it out it's all good but yeah. uh, we, i appreciate everybody that voted and um what we're, we're announced is that 
this coming Tuesday at 11 a.m. We will co-stream uh, um, It Takes Two. And yep. the way we're going to do it is that we'll, you'll see it on both of our channels. So you'll see it from Forte's point of view on his channel, and you'll see it from my point of view on my channel. So you can watch either one if you want. You can, you know, troll us in either chat if you want, but not too badly. Don't troll too badly. But still, like, get, go go to whichever chat that you feel like going to. And, yeah, that would be uh, cool. And, uh, and Addict, I, I agree. Little Hope <laughs> little hope ain't that good. I, I I, I have I, I have thought about doing a video about Supermassive and how they are going the way of Telltale Games for a minute because mm-hmm. they just keep making really bad business decisions. Like in the way that Telltale kept taking like on all these projects and it mm-hmm. was just like, it, it's just like, it's weird, you know? So it's like, what like Telltale kept taking on all of these license deals that they didn't make enough money off of to keep business going, and so in order to make more money, they just kept taking projects. There's a whole no clip documentary about it if you want to check it out, and, and it's really unfortunate because right around the time they were starting to become a little bit more innovative and, and get out of their typical formula, they ran out of money, went out of business, and and now there's like a new company with the same name but not the same people. I see Supermassive kind of going down that same route where. They, they they came on the scene but until dawn and it was amazing it was great it was like it hit all the 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 notes that people wanted from that kind of game but then they have been really stretching themselves super thin all of these dark picture games are like watered down versions of until dawn with characters that don't have uh as much of a personality as the characters and until dawn did with stories that aren't as well fleshed out nor are they very long like you can beat you can beat Man of Madon and Little Hope in like one stream session. We can stream Good. those games, and, and yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like you, Man of Madon is is okay. Uh, Little Hope, I don't think it was that good, but uh, it's uh, it's um, they're just not that like they they're like three hours at the most, I think, to finish. And it, it just seems really just just not at the level of quality that they're used to. I hope they turn it around with the new one. But when you are doing annual releases of these games, you don't really have time to put the level of quality that you need to put into it. So it's unfortunate. I know I did a tangent there. My bad. Big let's, Mike, let's, let's get back to it. Well, Big Mike said that uh, we um, overlooked his comment. He said he said he what, saw what it. Comment? That's what I said. He said he saw it, and I went past it. I, I don't see it. Don't are see you talking about here on? Unless, are you talking about here on we, Twitter? Do we do we have Big Mike muted? I hope not. <laughs> I don't think we do. No, oh shoot! Um, uh, I do see it now. I do see it. where you like, see it. Mike, you just made the comment like six seconds ago, man. What are you oh doing my here? god, dude! Come on, Big Mike. Come on. He was like, man, I. I t- you guys should play Demon Souls. It's literally two minutes two ago. Two seconds ago. Like, come Look on, at this. Mike, get out of man, you are immortalized on the stream right now. <laughs> <laughs> you were this two minutes ago up here. Uh, ma- ma- well, the poll's already closed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. exactly. maybe, maybe next month <laughs> when you get another <laughs> chance at it. But um, yeah, man, um, that's what's up. But um, overall, I think um, it's gonna be fun, man. You know, a lot of people want us to play games together, and we already kind of do that on the background. I mean, 
you know, I always talk about how you don't want to play games with me and you always say, call me mother. And I'm like, sure, slow-mo, I guess I can call you. But, uh, did you say call me mother? What? I was trying not to say the F word at the end of it. I I, I have never never cussed at me. That. Have you what? What you never called you? Wait, wait, wait. You I, never I cussed didn't at say me? that. I didn't say that. Well, I was well, about to let say. Me, let me finish. Let me finish. I was about to say. I have, I have specifically never said call me mother effer. Like I didn't say that. Wait, maybe. Mm, yeah, I yeah, may have said yeah, that one. I may, yeah, you I may said, have said it before. Yeah, you know, you Luca, know Luca, Luca gonna hey, show hey. up in here. Did, did we did we get the super chats? Because we got two. No, super chats oh, we got two of them now. Um, let yeah, me yeah. Go ahead and get Gaming the one from Addict. Addict. Gaming Addict, two dollar super chat. Hey Forte, hit that like button. Oh, hey slow mo. <laughs> Addict, you know you can stop putting the baseball stuff up, man. That'd be great. Uh, anyway, yeah, I did. Uh, I, I'm Brad, Basement Ray RK podcast, two dollar super chat. Salute Forte and slow mo. What is up, Enrique? How's it going, man? Uh, you know, hopefully you're not pissing uh, pissing Eric off anymore uh, since last night. You know, it was a funny show we had last night on it was um, a funny show, Radio AK, uh, Park. If you missed it, definitely go check it out. It was a good show, as usual, but it, in, in particular, it was a, a lot of fun. I had a, a good time with it. Anyway, anyway, um, Forte, oh. did you did you talk about how your week has been since last no, week? No, I, I, I okay. haven't. I go mean, ahead. my week has pretty much been the same as your week. I mean, the only difference is, um, I just been playing probably less outriders than you have. I was, I did play some MLB. I was playing, um, I played, I played some MLB. I played a lot of NBA, a lot of NBA. Good God. I played a lot of NBA. And then, um, outside of that, some more Octopath traveler. Uh, I did NBA, NBA, Jesus Christ, NBA. So, so, so you you play a lot of getting a, a master's in business business administration. Wow. Yes. I, what, what game is that? I is said that, is, NBA, is that college, sir, not NBA, not NBA. Simulator is is that what that is? Yeah, you, you know, I you, would actually do really well you, in something like a college simulator game. <laughs> I would actually do really well since I did pretty good in school. Sounds like oh, you know what? That's. I, I just got an idea for you know. I guess, no, we I are not playing idea. what job no, simulator, no, 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 no. PC simulator builder. No, no, college simulator. No, this would be great. This would be great. Let's listen to my pitch, okay? Okay. Hold on, listen to this. I'm listening. The the goal of the game is to graduate college and get your MBA, but but you also get to enjoy the perks of college too. So you get there are some parties, perks in college. <laughs> drinking, yeah, beer pong. I'm talking about all like have all the be like mini games in the game, hooking up with the you know the the, the, the you know you know what I'm saying right? You know, I, like, like, yeah, I know you get real excited right now because you this I, is all stuff you used to do when you were younger. I feel yeah, you. <laughs> maybe maybe not. This is a hey yo, slow mo slow mo wasn't always I, hey, a, hey, a hey, saint. Sh- hey hey, down last night. Slow mo wasn't know. always a saint. I, I am a I am a a married man of three children and I, and and I don't yeah. know about any of those things. I'm a anyway, married man on. with two I'm saying, two two I'm just children. Saying this, if someone someone wants to make a game, you there's your idea, you know, free idea, you know, go go have at it. <laughs> okay, Gregor, you can leave me alone. Forte watch House Party one day and thought he went to school. <laughs> okay, got you. I got you. But um, yeah, man, let's let's get into this. Um, this first man. Shout out to the fifty-one people that we had here, man. Already, not even not even thirty minutes. Well, just over thirty minutes in the show. But um, yeah, let's get to the first topic, man. We got 
Xbox coming. Well, not even Xbox, you know, shout out to all of the um, insiders that, you know, we all know in this community that, you know, went out and basically told everybody that Xbox has surpassed 23 million active users and they ain't use the word active but we're just going to use the word active because you know we, I kinda, we know it's active we know it we know we know it we know it's active it's active bro it's not it's not concur it's not combined it, it, it's, it's concurrent people that are in, in, in the, the service history. right now yeah <laughs> people saying is it in the history and, I, and you know what i almost got caught by that shout out to chris rice's he was um he was um DMing me and messaging me and said, yo, what do you think about this? Cause he added me and Kiss Move and Kiss Move was smart. He ain't saying nothing. He just was quiet. Me on the other hand, I'm like, I don't know, man. They didn't say this. They said, then I thought about it. I was like, no, man, that's that's concurrent. That's active users, man. But um, yeah, they passed 23 million active uh subscribers and probably well on their way to 24 million. And man, that's like what? They were at 18 million in January, so they're up five million since the last time they talked about this. Slobo, so what is your thoughts around this, man? What do you think? Well, I I'm thinking that this is pretty much what we kind of expected to start to happen with the service. It's it, I, I I likened it to an example that we when before when we talked about this of like a ball rolling downhill. In the beginning, it's like a slow progress, but once it starts to pick up speed and it starts to gain more and more traction. And I think that's what's, what's happening here. Essentially, the, the last we heard last January was it was at 18 million. Now it's at 23 million and it's uh, it's April. So it they gained 5 million in three months. So, yeah. And if you if you look at, the games that they just got into the service they got mlb the show which was uh prior to this year a exclusive to playstation and also made by playstation which looks even more awkward right but also outriders the game that we were talking about before as as many issues and uh, as much of a love or hate relationship I have with that game, what you can't deny is that the game has been an undeniable success for Square Enix when it comes to impact sales, active users playing the game. It's in the top five of every platform that it came out on. And for a game from a double-A studio with a barely triple-A budget, in a new IP, what more could you really ask for when it comes from a from a, a publisher's perspective? I know gamers could ask for a whole lot more. Like we, right. could, we could ask for you know stable connectivity whenever we try to play the game. We could ask Facts. for them to not nerf every build that does somewhat decent as as soon as someone puts up a YouTube video about it. You know, like we could ask for some things, but as far as Square Enix is concerned, I think Square Enix is pretty happy and and pretty happy with having the game and Game Pass day and date. So all that said, I think, and I and I proposed this during a uh, a live stream, a random live stream that we did with uh, Enrique mm -hmm. uh, last Saturday with Enrique, uh, Benji Sale. Shout out to Benji, and even had Aaron Greenberg in the chat um, um, of uh, marketing of Xbox, who was speaking. Uh, we're just really in the chat, you know, giving his his comments and and really uh, replying to some of the the comments that we had. Great stream, check that out on uh, Basement Radio Arcade Podcast if you have the time. But in in that, we were discussing whether 
how pivotal Outriders is to Game Pass because it's the Square Enix is the first publisher to really kind of take a major game that a publisher had been marketing. And it's not like Square Enix's best game of the year. It's not like their marquee game that they're counting on this year. But it's like the the, the one of the mid games. It's kind of like where Ubisoft is say like a, a a Phoenix Rising game. It's not the game they put all their money behind, but it right. is a, a title that is a major title and going in day and date. Now we've seen that with the medium before, but the medium is from a double A studio. It's a double A game. They had double A experience it, it that's that's not the same as an outriders because it's coming from a tri- uh, a triple a third-party publisher and so that w- the reason why it became so pivotal with that is that it's the first one to try it and so it, it could be kind of like a, in the sense that most people or, or in, in 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 anything will wait for someone else to take a risk before they take a risk Publishers are in, in this industry period are more risk averse than we would like to see. They don't like to take risk with unique games. They want proven quantities so that they can make money and go to their shareholders and say, "Hey, look, we're we're, we're doing good. You know, your your investment is taken care of." Taking a risk like this. It seems to be working out. Their game is doing great. Whether it was going to do great with Game Pass or not, right. the fact that it's doing great with also being day and day on at launch on Game Pass is going to signal to other publishers that hey, we could put one of our games, maybe not the best game, not not the game that we are counting on the most this year, and and be all right. And maybe it will be it could be a game that we're not quite certain what we're going to find from this game or where it's going to go, but we can make sure we get a guaranteed number of people on the, one of the platforms is coming out on giving the game a shot. And so that I think I think we're gonna see probably two more publishers put games day and day on game pass before the year is up i'm I'm fairly certain of that um we got another super chat shout out to dirt griggity dirt griggity five dollar super chat I appreciate that man said 23 million is pretty good for game pass and i believe it's going to get only get better this is before the as pong soul said avalanche of games drop so yeah yeah i think i think it's they're going to continue to get that content coming in and uh, it's going to be interesting because I because uh, it's something else that I, I said before is that this is <laughs> some people still don't like this, but it is what it is. For Xbox division for Microsoft, Game Pass is the platform. Yep. So everything that they do going forward is going to be about Game Pass. If they come up with a new service or a new idea or a new feature it's going to be some kind of, Hey, and this will be with no additional charge. If you have game pass ultimate, it's going to be that kind of thing. And so going forward, you're going to see them focusing on that the most. And when Phil says that when it came to Bethesda, everything that we do, if you will guarantee you want to play these games that Bethesda is coming out with in the future, they will be everywhere that game pass is. So like the, the, the box, it's not, focused no more pc is is pc but it's not 
solely their focus. Their focus is solely just Game Pass. So it's it's uh it's interesting to see, and uh, uh, it's definitely making this next generation way more exciting than the previous one. I know, <laughs> and me. we haven't even gotten to the first party games yet. <laughs> That's, right, right. That's right. the crazy part of it. But uh, uh shout out to RRD. He was like, um, worked they at 10 million this time last year, and they pretty much Were probably they, they could have been at 10 million around it because they announced 18 million in in ja- January it's, this year. Yeah. So they probably could have announced been. over I think they announced over 10 somewhere in like summer. I'm yeah. not certain. It, it was. Certain, it was. Inst- but, if it wasn't around now, it was sometime closer to probably around the time E3 would have happened or something like that. They announced it as part of their, uh, could I around their push or something like that? But mm-hmm. I mean, five million. I mean, even if it was ten million a year ago to thirteen million in a year and a half, pretty much or just a year, that's a lot of people. And everybody always talked about what was going to be the thing that was going to move in Game Pass. Because all we kept talking about is Xbox in their first party, you know, when is the first party games coming? And that's what people were always focusing on. But uh, shout out, you know, I love to toot our horn. I'm never going to say I hate to do it because no one hates to toot their own horn. Anybody that tells you they do, they lying to you. But we're going to toot our own horn here because we've been saying this on Brad podcast for the last year and a half. All they had to do was find third-party suitors that wanted to play ball with them, and the service would be fine. Because ultimately, smart people knew, and this is the thing, nobody wanted to talk about the elephant in the room that, once again, Xbox gamers are going to be waiting for the games to come. That is something that has plagued Xbox gamers throughout all of last generation. We were always waiting for the next thing. It was always wait to E3, wait to next year, wait till the Xbox One X comes out, wait till the the, Xbox. Technically, there's still still a wait. Yeah. There's still a wait for these games. There's still a wait for these games. But the difference is now that we have a service, like Slomo said, the narrative has shifted because it's not about just their first party anymore because third part and not third party, but game pass is the vehicle that is their exclusive going forward. They have an exclusive that you can instantly get discounts in on any game that goes in there. Whenever they drop their first party games, you instantly get those day and date. And now you're getting the creme de la creme. You're getting good third party games in there. Now, Outriders withstanding, it was such a, it's still a fun and phenomenal game when it works. We don't need games like that to be kind of the poster child of what um, Game Pass is. And hopefully with time, they fix that game. But if we can start getting games like I saw some people in the chat just talking about it, Battlefield 6, day and date on Game Pass, sign me up. You know, these are all things that I think um, is going to make Game Pass go to that next level that people didn't think was going to happen. You know, we didn't like let I think the whole MLB thing was a, I think that's an anomaly because I think Sony was just asleep at the wheel when when that whole situation uh came to fruition for them. Do I think they something like have never allowed? Should, I might nope. I might, I might anger some people by saying this, but they should have never allowed it to get on Game Pass. They should have had some kind of clause in the contracts with MLB and when when they renewed the MLB license that said. 
you can't put this on a competitive streaming service. You and, and you put know, this on a competitive yeah. platform, cool. We, you know, in order for us to keep this license, and and and, and I know it put them in a difficult spot because one, you got an entire studio in Sony San Diego that only does this. They built the proprietary engine specifically right. for this game, and if you lose this license, you you have very limited options here. You can have them decide to make their own IP, but coming up with a pitch for that is going to take time. Coming up with a prototype and and an and idea for that, that takes time. You could probably have them be a co-development studio for, for someone who needs the help in the meantime. Yeah. But you're almost positive you're going to lose good people who maybe don't want to do that. Really just, hey, look, I, I just wanted to work on a baseball game. Or they may end up getting poached by whoever would pick yeah. up the license, EA, or just whatever. It, it, it will put you in a difficult spot. I get that. So I get why they chose to do the, the deal and say, all right, we'll put the game on other platforms. But all that said, you, sh- you, 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 you could have tried to make sure that this didn't happen. Because all yeah. at this point, you're actually helping, <laughs> helping Xbox in the one way they want to be helped the most, and that's through, through driving content to their streaming services. That's it, streaming. My bad. Their their uh their uh their subscription service. Their subscription and service. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, shout out to uh Wolf of Darkness. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Thanks for stopping by. But um, ultimately, it just comes down to one thing: games. And it doesn't matter if they're first party or third party, as long as there are games in there every month. That's all that matters. And the problem, and I think the problem with Sony and MLB is the fact that this already happened this year. And if they, and if MLB, because MLB has the publishing rights for the baseball game on um, Xbox, MLB might do this again next year. It might go to Game Pass again. It might go to Game Pass again next year. Well, well, it's, it's all it's it's all depends on I think the performance of the game. Yeah, it depends the on the performance of the game. And yeah, on, and and on the Xbox platform overall, we don't know that yet. Well, we'll know that like a month from now. We'll, we'll have a better idea of how that went. And if MLB is fine with that and wants to go forward with it, because clearly this is out of the Sony's hands. Okay, I don't know if um, Racer is just trolling here, but he says Forte wants to paint it like something clever happened. Dude, this is business. Sony was probably arrogant enough to think that MLB on Game Pass wouldn't hurt them. Are you serious? What? Why why would they think that it wouldn't hurt them? (laughs) It does nothing but hurt them. Look in any in any you know, right. Okay, you want to talk about business? Let's let's, let's discuss, excuse me. Discuss business. Anybody who has a competitor wants their competitor to fail at the one thing that is most important to them. Right. Giving them content for their subscription service, which is the most important thing for Xbox, is not hurting them. Okay, hurting them would be depriving them of that, which is what is rumored that they're trying to do with resident evil eight. Yeah. That's good business putting it. Hey, look, we have, we signed a marketing deal. Therefore with this marketing deal, you're, you're taking our money. You're also not going to put this game on game pass for X amount of time until after launch that. And, and, and if you feel that's in, if they feel that is spending the money on that was important enough to, so be it that, that is, doing good business that is 
trying to protect your platform and hurt your competitor in in a way that they would they really don't want to be hurt. I don't think them thinking, oh well, you know, just put the game on on Game Pass. Put, no, I, I I don't think that was something that they they wanted to see happen <laughs> at all. So yeah. they definitely didn't want to see that happen, but it is what it is. But yeah, Game Pass is the vehicle that's going to drive Xbox going forward. And um, congratulations, Xbox, for twenty three million subscribers and. What do you okay before we move on to the next subject? What do you think it's going to by the end of this year or E3? What do you think it's going to be by E3? And what do you think it's going to be by the end of the year? Uh, by E3, probably 25 million. Nah, E3 is just a month away. About a month, actually, month away. If you look at the pace they're going, because they did five million in three months. If a month and a half, they did two more, like 25 million probably by E3. And they'll probably make that announcement because it's E3. They'll probably yeah. make that announcement sometime. Like Sarah Bond will pop out. She runs Game Pass, right? Yeah, she does. Sarah she, Bond. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Sarah Bond probably will come out. And, you know, we we, we never, we, we never, uh, <laughs> let, me, let me stop. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, like, you're, you're never, you know, uh, um, don't don't care for for seeing Sarah. Bond. I was about to say you got you got you you got you a semi crush on Sarah Bond. No, no, Man, no she got she 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 stop, got she she stop, got some stop. she she got legs. Look, 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 I'm He's a very that, you know, nice. She, she, he could be she, the head of Xbox one day when Phil Spencer decides to step down. See, we see. You know, I'm, all I'm saying is that, like, oh, what I was trying to say was that she she's very energetic and she she always seems to bring bring good, you know, demeanor towards towards everything that she's involved in. That's all. Anyway, um, so she probably <laughs> will come out and she will probably say, yeah, you know, uh, hit 25 million by the end of the year. Who knows? Because it, it's it's too, I think that's too far out to really tell. It, it it all depends on what I said about whether she uh. Not she, sorry. Um, Game Pass. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she. You right. You thinking about Sarah Bond? You need to stop. <laughs> you need to stop. You, hey, you really, you hey. really, really yo, need to stop. Now, it, it all depends on if Game Pass actually lands more exclusives throughout the year. So if they get, if they get like two more, like like I said, I predict like they get they get two more before the year is up. I think that could really drive them well over like like close to like in between 30 to 35 million. Yeah. But it all depends on what those two are too. So if they got two more day and date, but they're like more in the vein of like the medium yeah. and less like outriders, then that's not much of an impact. But if it's more games like Outriders, like I can't I don't know what what else Ubisoft has in store for the rest of the year or Activision or 2k or ea but if we know battlefield 6 is definitely coming but yeah um it's just uh i don't i don't it, it all depends on what kind of games those games are because if there's something that is majorly marketed by those publishers something that all gamers know of and everyone's looking forward to or right. or or you know, a significant number of people are looking forward to, then yeah, you're going to get a lot more people testing the service out who already have the, either a, a PC with game pass or Xbox with game pass, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, shout out. <laughs> Cat daddy said it will definitely hit 30 million with Starfield If it comes out this year. Um, if, yeah. Yeah. If, I, I can see that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think major, I, 
Yeah, I think I think Game Pass for this year is going to be tied to the next couple of months. We already know at the end of the year it's going to be with at least Halo being in there. Starfield can definitely push it above 30 million because I think a lot of people at that point will probably want to jump into the ecosystem. But it really depends on what they do for the next for next month, what they do for um, for June and July, um, whatever games they can get in there around those times to keep this. Um, this train consistent and all the content that people feel like they're getting a value, the more they do, the higher that number is going to go. Um, if we can get something like if, you know, right now we still know what's going on with final fantasy seven remake. A lot of people thinking that Sony could have locked it up for another year, but, um, they haven't said anything. So maybe if we get a final fantasy seven remake on Xbox on, uh, in game pass, that could be something that can actually spur, um, more growth in numbers too, because a lot, and guess what? Xbox ain't going to hold it behind, um, hold you up from getting the, 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 basically the next gen version, because that's one thing I noticed about game pass and Xbox, the whole smart delivery thing. They ain't going to charge you for those extra uploads and those extra um, bells and whistles that the game have in it. They're just going to give it to you as part of that subscription service. And they have done that consistently with every game that's come out. So um, there's a lot of different ways they can go with it. And I'm super excited to see exactly what happens with that. But um, slow-mo, let's move on to the next subject, which, you know what, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about Returnal. And <laughs> okay, let's, okay. Let's, let's, let's do that. Let's talk about Returnal. Now, I made some pretty, pretty off the wall marks that some people felt like over the oh, last really? week. Made, I, me and Slow Mo talked about these, so he already knows where I'm going to go with this. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I made some very off the wall marks last week, you know, and kind of earlier this week about, you know, not wanting to buy returnal because i don't i don't see the value in it i don't think it's it doesn't look like it's a good enough game to be 70 bucks and uh, i don't know man i might be a little wrong man i might after seeing that i might be wrong after listen listen i might be wrong i I, I didn't hear you my my bad my my headset was off listen so i couldn't hear what you were saying could you repeat that sentence one more time for me slow-mo your boy forte might be wrong he might oh you might be wrong i might be wrong wrong about something wow i'm I'm wrong about a lot of things but (laughs) listen i might be wrong about this because look my thing is i hadn't seen anything uh of I haven't seen anything of note that I wanted to actually like dive into and see like the cutups of the gameplay look cool. I was like, okay, just it looks cool, but like what's the story? What's the, what's it actually going to play like? And then mm. I saw the 17 minute demo and I was like, yo, bro, this looks fire. <laughs> I was like, this looks so fire. I was like, do I do, now trust me, do I and, and I'm a fan of House Marquee. So that kind of plays into it too, but after seeing that 17 minutes, I was like, I am more willing to accept the fact that this game might be a day one purchase, but I'm still fighting against this game being 70 bucks because I just, I just don't know yet. But ultimately I am more closer to buying this game than I thought it was going to be a week ago. And guess what? That's the power of actually seeing gameplay that's not chopped and screwed to all heck. So you can actually get a sense of what the game actually feels and well, not feels cause we didn't get a chance to play it, but looks like, I think this game probably could have had, it probably would get even more uh, fanfare 
than it gets now if there was some type of demo out there that people could probably try out the first level or something pretty much like how outriders did but um sony didn't decide to go in that route but for me seeing that 17 minute gameplay really kind of changed my opinion on if i'm going to get this game or not day one i still haven't decided yet but like i said we're all about transparency here on dps your boy might be buying this game day one slow-mo go mm. ahead and kill me no 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 i think i think you uh you you fell on your sword pretty well there i i uh um you know congratulations good job that was good okay i i think um <laughs> i i think this is a game i was always on the, on the fence for uh it, it it looked interesting but you know without seeing any more like for the gameplay i was kind of like I, I don't know yet i don't know yet uh the price tag, I, I still contend on the price tag is a mistake. I'll get to that in a moment. But as far as what I saw with the game, I liked what I saw. I like I, I think the 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 premise is interesting. I it is it's definitely caught my interest with that. But the gameplay itself, the 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 fast pace of it, I like that. I, I like what I saw. I think I'm I'm definitely gonna play the game. I think I think whether it's I, I played day and date, not quite sure yet. It depends. It depends on what I'm currently playing at the time. Maybe I will play it day and date, but and I'll give it like I'll probably beat it within two weeks so that I I will make sure that I have uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition uh my docket freed up for Mass Effect Legendary Edition, that is. But I I like what I saw. And uh and hey, I, I think Housemark has always been a good developer. So uh that there really shouldn't good developers I think have a have a really good time going uh, easier time going out of their comfort zone and doing something different. We know the kind of games that Housemark usually does. This is a little bit different for for them. Yeah, I I I've always been on the side of giving developers the benefit of the doubt when they decide to do something different and and and, and the, me expecting it to work out. It's the same way I feel about playground games and Fable. You know, they they have nailed it with the racing genre. Yes, an action RPG is really, really different from that. But they but I think what stays consistent and is the common denominator when it comes to good studios and where they go to move to different genres and that is their their workflow, their culture, how they do that work. And it's if you're consistent in making sure that you do good things like good uh, post-production procedures to make sure the games aren't super buggy, getting the right people to that, that know a certain genre really well to make sure you don't make the mistakes that others before you have made. Uh, I, I think Respawn Entertainment was really good with that when they did Jedi Fallen Order. Some people were doubtful of that game, but Respawn's a good developer. They can switch gears like that and do that genre justice. And so I think, you know, I think we could, you could put House Mark in that category. And I think this really elevates them in a lot of people's eyes uh, to the kind of developer that they are. So, oh, that's it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to pick the game up, whether it's day and date at launch or whatever. I don't know, know yet. I'm not quite certain, but uh, it's definitely a game I will be playing. Now, my comment about the, the price is a mistake. Is, is is because of this 
I'm not going to get into the whole debate about $70 games. I know that there's some people who are hardline. $70 games is wrong. You shouldn't right. be charging this, this price, period. And there's some that's just like, whatever, were you broke? It's just $70. I'm not on either one of those those sides. I don't believe that anyone really is hard up for paying 70 bucks, period. I think it's more of a principle thing with people. Yeah. Regardless, my my personal feeling is that I will spend as much as I want to spend up to a certain limit on a game that I like. Mass, Mass Effect Legendary Edition I don't even want to put a price on what I would pay to play that Thanks. game. Because I, I don't even want EA to get any thoughts in their head. So they're just going to have to guess because right. I'm not going to tell them. Uh, Final, Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Same way. If it's a game, if, like, if, if Square Enix came out with a Chrono Trigger Remake, Matter of fact, maybe this will convince them to make that. I will spend over $100 for that, okay? Ooh. That's just when it comes to the kind of games that you like or what you're interested in, the 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 price varies. If it's a fighting game, I don't like fighting games. It could be free. Free 99. I'm not playing it. I'm not getting it. it so it's all subjective and so i think that always gets discounted now the high but you know pure economics of things the higher in price you go the less people are willing to spend that, that amount of money yep so you're going to start to get people to kind of check out when the, the price gets higher now 70 bucks isn't that much higher than 60 but you have a brand new ip that that doesn't have uh, it's not a household name. People don't know. Only people know about this game is hardcore gamers. Yeah. And honestly, after seeing how Sony felt about Days Gone, they want more than just hardcore gamers buying these games. So I I think if they really want it for the sake of Housemark, who's putting their you know their bless away and tears in this game and want it to be really successful and potentially a sequel or whatever they want to do. I think for a brand new IP from a double A developer, typically that's now doing their first triple A game to price it like that was a mistake. And because it's not something that casual gamers are going to jump on. They may get it. They may not. That's all, all depends on how Sony markets it. And if it even gets seen by them, Right, and I think Sony has made a, a couple of pricing missteps already. Well, not a couple, but definitely with Destruction All Stars. How, how in the world did they think that was a seventy dollar game? <laughs> with, but, but before they dropped the price, have you lost your mind? Like that just shows where where that you're. What you think the value of some of these games are is a bit out of whack, and so I think. If this was like a, bless you, if this was a $60 game, no problem at all. I think a lot, it, it's all the perception. Because yes, it's just $10 more, but the perception to people is like, huh? So yeah, it, it's, 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 uh, it, it is what it is. But I think, I think this game could be a really quality title. Hopefully it does, it's not, it, when it comes to performance. It's not like in the vein of control, which I think was a really, really very 
good game, a very qual very good quality title, but control didn't sell well. But control the the what control was able to do, what five oh five games, the publisher and and remedy were able to do was they were able to take this quality game that they knew people would would want to play because it's good, but people just weren't willing to spend money on it and put it in every subservice you could find. They took right. every exclusive deal they can get and it boosted services. It boost, it boosted P, uh, PS Plus. It boosted Game Pass. Epic Game Store had it exclusive for six months or whatever. Yep. They did whatever they could to make sure that that game was 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 available to people. And in the end, Remedy made off well with all the upfront money that they took. But that's not something that's Returnal and Housemark can do because this game's only going to be on PlayStation Five. So you you kind of you, you make it limited and, and and its ability to if the game doesn't sell well for you to find other avenues to make money. And so I'm, I'm a little concerned about that, but I think the game will be good. No, yeah, I <laughs> from what I saw of it so far, I always thought the game was going to be good. Like I said, it was just more of I'm I'm just on this whole principle thing. Ever since most of these games have been coming out, it's like they haven't been working day one, you know, glitches here, um, delays there. Games should have been pushed back to actually make them better than they are. And I'm not saying that this game was that, but it's kind of like more of a a snowball rolling downhill. It's like the more and more it happens, you even get more you kind of get more bias against games that you think are gonna be good. Um unless it's a game that I'm, I'm truly invested in like something like destiny or even halo or battlefield stuff like that, then I'm willing to, you know, kind of roll the dice on that because I kind of already know what the game's already going to be. And, you know, let's be for real. You, you're, you're very tolerable to the things that you actually love and like, you know, I'm a, <laughs> I know a lot of Detroit lions fans here that tolerate the Lions. you know, they terrible. And I don't understand why, but they do. And that's just kind of how things that you love actually do. But you, but the thing is you don't give anything else a chance because it's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I just can't do that because I just don't like it or something like that. So that's kind of where I came from with the situation. But overall, the gameplay looks phenomenal. Um, it's very fast paced. I like the 60 frames per second uh, aspect of it. Um, I can only imagine what it would look like on PC running at above 60, like 120 frames. Um, pull that camera view back a little bit more. You get that more um, asymmetric type gameplay um, where it looks like a twin stick shooter almost. But that's kind of what this game reminds me of and what they're doing. It's kind oh, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's, what they it's, do. It's a, it's a, it's a twin stick shooter. In a 3D third person uh, environment, yeah, yeah, third person environment, which it which works, it, yeah, I mean, it works. You would think, you would think, just based off of that sentence that I just said, that how does that work? But they they made it work, they made, but like, they took what the they're chat. good at, that's what they're, they're the good chat. at. Games like oh, I was oh, gonna go back and get it, yeah, I was gonna, I got a big Mike, go ahead, two dollar super chat, sounds like slow mo trying to get a side check, Mike, stop it, okay, stop. No, no, we we not doing this, man. We not Listen, we not going. Slomo's <laughs> wife listens to this stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's. let's we ain't trying to have on. we ain't trying to have him taking pictures of himself on the couch and saying, "What did y'all do to uh, me?" Uh, 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 well, first of all, that ain't happening. But but oh, second of all, so your wife you, would never put you on a couch. 
can can we get back to the topic? Is what I'm uh, saying. I'm just saying. You say you you said that would never happen. I'm just. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying it would never happen. Yo, like, well, miss, why, you know, we, we, don't, we don't need to be be like Miss you know, Slaps. I, I I'm not trying to get stabbed. Is what I'm saying. It's, oh, it's, I don't want you to get saved. Listen. Yes. Let's let's move on. Okay, move um, on. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, Jim Ryan? Yeah, I mean that's that was the next thing that what well, that was the segue going from the Sony into another Sony thing and Jim Ryan. First of all, he came out and uh, there's a lot of things that Jim, Jesus Christ, there's a lot of things that Jim Ryan did over the course of the last week. Um, but the latest thing, what we'll, we'll kind of keep it current. The latest thing is he came out in an interview and he talked about how exclusive games are going to be very plentiful on the PlayStation Five platform. Uh, saying this is going to be the generation that we see the most PlayStation five exclusives. And I was like, yo, this is a starch contradiction to what the man was saying earlier when he's talking about, we only going to focus on big blockbuster triple a games and stuff like that. And I'm like, I, I, I don't think, I don't think it's a contradiction, but go ahead. Continue. No, no. I, I mean, when I mean contradiction, because I'm thinking like they only have how many studios they have. 13 they have 13 now unless 13 the, now unless all these now, now this is the thing we don't know we do know naughty dog has two teams we do know the gorilla cambridge and gorilla well, gorilla they have a couple of different teams uh so we know a lot teams. of we, yeah they have to we know all these studios do have multiple teams and we also know that sony being even though they're not making days gone to right now let's let's emphasize that they aren't making it right now that doesn't mean it won't come out in the future they're just not making it right now, but they are working on another triple A exclusive for Sony. So it is another game in the pipe that people are going to get a chance to at some point, hopefully in this generation going to get a chance to play. But that's the only way I see it being the biggest and most exclusives. I mean, how many exclusives did they come? They came up with a lot of exclusives last generation. Now, triple A, that probably is a, is probably the, um, the jumping off point because there was a lot of double a games that did release on the PlayStation four. Um, that was of that quality. But the thing is their, their double a games are actually really, really good too. You know, if you play days, days gone was a triple a game. If days gone mm -hmm. came out now on a PS five, that game might be a 90 Metacritic because that game runs that the problems that game had at launch are soft right now due to the PlayStation five and just patches that the I game got think. over a 90 Metacritic. No, I think, okay. Well, 85, 85 at the low. I think it would have got to an 85 because I think, I think the game the, plays so but, much better now. Well, yeah, but the, like that kind of like, I saw some of the reviews. Yeah. Some of the reviews of the game did. Uh, yeah. Some of them, talked a lot about the issues the game had the bugs the games had but some of them also complained about the story whether you agree with that or not or right. um, and and some uh of the the game design choices that sony been decided to go with so i i think with all those things still being present that that would have bumped it into i could see it being like mid 80s for certain yeah but but 90s not a stretch, but I, I just think it what was it? A 77 or something or 76 before can't remember 77, 77. So I, I can see it I'm easily being in the mid eighties. If, if it came out now versus when it came out before. 
But that's Days that's gone was a seventy one. Oh, it was a seventy. Oh no, I take that back. Then it would have been just a. It would have been in a. It would have been like an eighty one or eighty two if that was the case. I don't see it jumping twenty whole points. Yeah, no. Nah, yeah, but not, I can not, see not, eighty. Not, not off of just fixing some bugs. No, yeah, yeah. it, it would have jumped to like an eighty or something. I put it probably would say eighty one, eighty two. I can see that, but yeah, not. Ooh, that's kind. I thought it was going. I thought it was like a seventy seven or something, but the, it ain't gonna jump that much. But you know what? Even with that being said, Sloma, what do you think about his statements? And we're gonna get into some other statements that he said too. But what do you think about the statements around just more exclusive games? Ever, you know, did any other platform ever come into the PlayStation Five? Well, I mean, let me go through. I'm looking at his quotes now. I'm gonna go through each one. So go ahead, the, the read first, it. Up. Uh, we have been quietly. Ryan said we have been quietly but steadily investing in high quality games for PlayStation. I think the whole quietly part is, is the kind of uh, counter some of the the, the people um, in the PlayStation community who have been upset with how quiet they've been. But I'll continue. And we will make sure make sure that the the PS5 generation will have more dedicated software than ever before. Now, with that, I know some people are looking at his previous comment and saying, "Nah, man, you said y'all were focusing more on bigger games and not so so much the the, the smaller games, and those will take longer, and that's going to be less games overall, but high quality, higher quality games." I think. And I, I, I'd be remiss to try to be like defending Jim Ryan, not defending Jim Ryan, but I think he's talking about two different things here. Right. right. What the previous comment he made like a year or two ago was more talking about first party and what first party was doing. I think people are thinking when he makes this quote, he's talking about first party. He's not. Look at what they've been doing in the past year. They've been locking down exclusive third party games or timed exclusive games. I think they are shifting from their first party studios doing those kind of double A games or those triple A games, but not necessarily the big massive blockbuster budget triple A games. They're shifting away from that where you were used to get a gravity rush kind of game coming from Sony Japan. You're going to get that level of game coming from a third party that they did a deal with. And so that kind of goes into for example, the announcement they did today. And by the way, all these announcements, they just kept, like, all this stuff was coming out all at once. This is right. clearly planned to counter what the PlayStation community has been saying. Pretty much. Which is, you're too quiet. What are you doing? We don't know what you're doing. Meanwhile, your competition is getting all these games, including your games, into Game Pass. What's up? This is clearly to counter all of that. But today it was announced that PlayStation and Firewalk Studios have a publishing partnership for a new original multiplayer IP. And I know some of you will be like, yo, yo, who the hell is Firewalk Studios? Well, Firewalk Studios is a brand new team. It's a AAA de development team that many of them used to work for Bungie. Yep. Many of them used to actually work. Uh, some of them used to work uh, um, on Guitar Hero 2, Bioshock, uh, Call of Duty, Mass Effect, Apex Legends. So they got a they got a number of different people on staff that have worked on AAA games before. Now, there's no guarantee the game's going to be good. Counterplay Games, who made Godfall, had people on their squad that made Division, <laughs> that made Destiny, 
that made Diablo. They had a whole number of developers and their 90-person team that had done looter shooters before, and they gave us Godfall that seemed to make a lot of mistakes that you would think that if you had made looter shooters before, you should know better. Anyway. But the, those kind of announcements are to show people that, yeah, you're getting games. You're not getting them from our first party. And now, let me let me correct that. You're getting more games that aren't AAA blockbuster games. They're just not coming from the first party. Right. They are coming for PlayStation, though. But they're coming from sources that you may not be all that familiar with. Or just some of them you are familiar with and there may be just timed exclusive but you'll be able to play it only on playstation 5 or first on playstation 5 so that's where i think jim ryan is really trying to convey to people but he didn't you know say spend five minutes saying like i just did he he had one soundbite uh, another <laughs> another quote is we have repeatedly engaged in mergers and acquisitions including insomniac games in the u.s we will not rule out that option in the future that that's just telling people that that if the, if the opportunity arises and it looks good for them that they will acquire more studios i still think in my this is just my opinion that they are not really on that acquisition tip that Microsoft is. Microsoft is actively trying to to accumulate more pieces for the war chest. Because they got a service that they need to keep people engaged in and want people to remain subscribed to. And so they need to get more developers that they know can get just drop content you can only get within their subscription service in order to do so. Sony is in a different place. They don't feel that they need to do that, whether people disagree with that or not. Regardless, Sony is really just trying to protect their own. They, they acquired Somniac because that was just a smart deal. They the, the money they purchased them for with two three hundred million, they they could have used just some of the revenue they they got off of the first Spider Man game Insomniac did to to fund that, so that was easy. But you could probably see them try to acquire like if 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 Microsoft or Epic or whoever Amazon try to go after Blue Point Games, you could see them probably acquire Blue Point to protect. An, an asset that they have because Bluepoint does does nothing but make content for them. All right. Someone else acquires them, that that's a loss for them. So yeah, you, you can see them kind of doing things like that. Um, what's what's the? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I got distracted by something in the chat. Uh, people are saying stop the background video. Was there a background video? Oh, okay. Why stop the? I, I don't oh, know why people are saying that. I think it was something they was hearing in the background, like my desktop audio, probably for some reason. Okay, all right. Well, maybe they'll they'll uh, now they'll explain that better. I don't hear anything, but but you, but maybe that's just just. Of course, you're running the stream, so I don't I don't know for certain. But uh, yeah, yeah, guys in the chat, um, go ahead and uh, maybe if you have. Do you have the sound playing from the back from from the no, video? No, that's that's what it was. I just muted it. 
Good grief, slow. Good, good. Yeah, good grief, slow mo. Absolutely. I, I mean, yep. Good I, I, grief, slow mo. No, no, good grief. No, nope, no, nope, good grief. Doing, no, man? geek, geek, geek just said it's gone. So good, 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 good on you, slow mo. So, look, look, I don't know if anyone even heard anything I was saying that they've been hearing the 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 video game that you, you the, the 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 video that you've been running the entire time. Well, well, we. Have, I apologize, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll get all this stuff there, you. Out. The gameplay you see in Days Gone is just the beginning of it. It's none of the story beats throughout it. It's like, literally. Yeah, yeah, I think this is just. It's very, literally to be. It's literally the very beginning of the game. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just the, yeah, the, the audio was. Uh, hopefully, you guys heard what I was saying before. But um, uh, to, to move on. Um, Jim Ryan said that it is important for us to provide software that fits the Japanese gaming community and PS5 has included a lot of software from Japanese developers since its early stages. We will continue to strengthen our ties with Japanese developers and release content for PS5 that fits the Japanese market. Yet again, this I think that still ties into them making more deals with third parties than than them doing things with first party because as we, we know, they restructured Sony Japan. They that they and re the restructuring essentially means that basically they're they're just going to be kind of be doing Astrobot content. It seems. Yeah. I, I don't know for a uh, hundred percent for certain what they're going to be doing, but don't expect like another Gravity Rush or, and games like that. So, th them shifting away from first party titles doesn't mean that they're not going to do second party, third party titles for. Okay, yeah, good, good, good. People said they could hear me well, good. Yeah, um, because someone mean... someone would want to kill me if y'all couldn't. Yeah, yeah, I would. Anyway, <laughs> he was on his high, um, he was on his high horse for about two minutes. No, I wasn't. I was no, just, I'm just messing just, with. I'm just messing with you. Go ahead, bro. I'm just messing to with go you. Off well. Anyway, uh, I think that, and, and here is the concern with all that. I think at one point, a long time ago this is kind of microsoft strategy for first party they had halo they had gears they had forza and then they relied on a lot of the second party developers like remedy to give them content and at one point epic with gears before they 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 bought the the, the gears ip they relied upon second party content hell even bioware at one point when Bioware was in was 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 at their their height their prime, they were a second party developer for Microsoft, and Microsoft published all of their their console games up until EA acquired them, and so that is a lesson in itself that you can go this route and you can you can get quality content for your platform this way, but you're you're. I think it's riskier than what you were doing before. So what they did with the, the current, the past generation with PlayStation four is that, yeah, they had that third party content. I mean, they, they had exclusive games with the, the Yakuza series. Hellblade at one point was exclusive near uh, automata exclusive. They had exclusive games that were third party games. They had a lot that of didn't them. go to Xbox. They had a whole lot of them, including their own. But yeah. now you've shifted towards having not as many first-party games coming out to have bigger blockbuster games for first-party. And you're relying more on those third-parties. Those third-parties were great experiences, that, but were also 
filler in between your first party high quality titles. When you're relying on that, and I, I mentioned Bioware before, when you're relying on that, that becomes a problem. For people who don't understand what I'm saying here is that the original Xbox, Bioware came on the scene when Knights of the Old Republic, one of the best RPGs ever created, blew up. Jade Empire, really good RPG. Everyone loved it. Mass Effect comes out. What? Who is this developer? All their games exclusive to Xbox, and then they get acquired by EA. And when they got acquired by EA, they became multiplayer. So then yeah. your competition got the same game. Now you don't have that unique quality to your platform anymore. And when you don't own it, when you don't own these second parties and third parties, when you can't control where they put games at and how they do business, right. you always have that risk that one day you could wake up one day and be like that, that one studio that's always rocked with you, always did their games for you. You never thought they would ever put a game on your competition, and now they're owned by your competition. You don't want that to be you. And so I think that is the risk that they're taking. Doesn't mean that it's definitely going to hurt them or that like any third parties they're relying on would get acquired. It's just it's a risk. So we'll see if it if it works out or not. But again, like this, this goes back to what I was saying before about this generation being way more interesting than the previous one. And uh, let's see what else. I think the last thing he had here was there are several reasons why. Oh, this is just about PlayStation 5 being difficult to come by. We all know why that is. But, <laughs> yeah, we don't uh, know why that is. I've been, running my, my, I've been running my mouth for a minute, man. Hey, look, what do you think about all this? What do you think about about what Jim Ryan's comments? I mean, <laughs> what do you, I mean, at a certain point, the biggest problem for Jim Ryan is the, the amount of nothing that they've been saying for the course of the last three to four months. You know, all this, the, mm -hmm. like you said, this all came out literally because the community backlash was like, you're not saying anything. So we get like this info dump or this um, info explosion of information that a lot of people just want to actually hear. And some of it more relevant than others. Like, I think a lot of people are going to love the fact that we're going to get more exclusive games on PlayStation five, this generation than we even got on the PS4 because people think the PS4 generation is was fantastic. So that's, that's definitely a good thing. Um, the fact that they're working with um, new studios and stuff and they're partnering with them. I mean, we see that with, with Firewalker, we see it with Jay Raymond and her new studio and everything. So we see, we see what PlayStation is trying to do. The difference is I don't, I think they're not really taking in account how much more aggressive Microsoft is Xbox is being this generation. You know, they always, Xbox has always been a very talkative bunch when it comes to the things that they want to talk about the, you know, they're very, they're way more, um, they're way more inside of the community when it comes to just talking to people on Twitter, going on podcasts and stuff like that. They're very, they're available basically. Whereas mm -hmm. with PlayStation is more of the button up, you know, 
we'll tell you information when we're ready to tell you information. But but look, that's not that doesn't mean that doesn't no. That's what I'm saying. That's, that they're that, that, not that, taking yeah. Microsoft. That, that means they're, they're just not telling us. What no no doing, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Scenes, well yeah, they and they don't always serious about about how like every move Microsoft makes could be having them. You know, let's get together and figure out a counter to this or that. Yeah. It's just like that kind of stuff. We're not, and we, we don't even see what Microsoft does that either. So it's, right. I, I think, I think, I think it's all, it, it just comes down to the perception. It's like optics. Yeah, it's, it's, that's it's what it perception. is. That's yeah. all it is. I mean, you know, like you're absolutely right. Who, no one knows what Sony knows except for Sony. They're the only ones knows what they want to do. The, the perception of the matter is everybody is basically riding the Xbox hype train when it comes to all the stuff that they're doing. And guess what? Xbox deserves it because they've been at the forefront of the things that they've been talking about for quite some time now. And it's starting to show fruits of his labor because of the things they're doing, the things they talked about. PlayStation has just kind of went in a different direction. You know, they were very talkative towards the end of the generation, uh, telling people what they were going to get. They were super behind. It was, when play, this is the thing about PlayStation. When they got games coming out, they are the most talkative people in the world. They talk, they, 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 you know, the whole, we let our games do the talking. They, they definitely do that, but they also go out there and they let people know like, yo, we got Spider-Man. We, we're about to go paint a subway system in New York and let you know that we got Spider-Man. We got this, we got that. We got Final Fantasy uh, seven coming to our platform. Nobody else is for a year. You know, Destiny is available on our platform and guess what? It can't even be talked about on anybody else's platform. Those are all things that Sony did last generation that got that instilled consumer um, um, confidence inside of their platform and let's be for real they ain't even have to do that much because sony is a worldwide brand and people trust and love what sony does especially with their games that they did towards the end of the seventh generation when it came to games like last of us and uncharted 2 and uncharted 3 they they left people with a great um a send-off letter with the ps3 where xbox literally just screwed the pooch and let Sony just literally take over the whole generation and Sony didn't look back. Now it's a completely different situation. And I think um, the moves that they're making are great. It just comes down to the type of gamer you are. Do you want to have as much information as possible? That's the thing I think a lot of people, at least in our community, our community is a very small subsection of all the gamers out there. There's probably not even two or three million of us. It's, it, it ain't that many. Trust me, as much as you guys think, we ain't that big. But our two to three million are probably the loudest voice when it comes to like, moving the needle when it comes to things that we actually want. We're the ones that are on Twitter yelling about the things that we wish were in games or the things that we want to see um, in the next game or we want to see um, as a, a talking point inside the community. That's something that we, um, we do. We were the reason that Sony changed the fact that PS3 and Vita stores was going to get shut down. You know, we did that. You know, normal America didn't do that because guess what? Normal America didn't even know the PS3 store was going to disappear. They didn't know that. I disagree. You didn't think they knew? You think, no? well, okay, well, you know what? Normal think, news media did pick up why, on the end. Go ahead. Yeah, news media did they pick, did up, pick on up on it at the end. I You're think, right. I think it was more of, I don't think the community bullied 
PlayStation into uh, reverse and course. I think them trying to, I think they had a major misstep with how they did it. Clearly, you got you're selling dev kits to to developers to develop games on these platforms, and then right. a month later, you don't even tell them that you're shutting down the store. So what do you sell the dev kit to them for? Because clearly they're not going to have the game ready by the time the store uh, is done and, and they can't sell it. There was clearly missteps going on here. They put themselves in positions where they angered developers and really hurt relationships, business relationships with people that could be huge assets for them down the road and i think that's the reason why they realized the mistakes they made and not knowing what the left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing there right. are miscommunication issues which we've seen numerous times over the past couple of years and i think that was the reason why they decided you know what let's reverse course on this for everything but ps plus and then we'll revisit this later on. So I think what it is eventually going to close down. They're not because no one's buying the games. Right. So like they 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 that's why they feel they don't they don't feel like keeping it open. And that doesn't mean that if you own say Heavy Rain on PS3 or Persona 4 Golden on PS on 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 your PS Vita that it's not going to work anymore if you decide to re-download that game. No, you if you own it, you can re-download it. It's just that's not going to be available for purchase in the store any, any further at, at some point. I think what they're going to do is going to organize it better. They're going to have a cutoff point for developers where you will no longer be able to purchase a dev kit to develop the game for. And then once they have reached the point where all the games that they gave dev kits for in the store and had an opportunity to be sold, then they would shut, they would do what they planned on doing this year. And that may be two, three years down the road, but eventually it's, it's going to come to pass. Yeah. My bad. Go ahead, man. No, no, no. You're good. I think the same thing. I just think that overall, Sony's going to be fine as long as the games are still the main talking point for Sony, which at this point, we still haven't seen any instance or any uh, indicators that that's not going to be the thing. So I don't know why everybody's super worried about what's going to happen with them. I just think everybody's just used to having information. And um, when you don't get that information, it just seems like you're being starred as a, as a consumer, especially when the competitors, um, platform is doing nothing but communicating so i applaud them for coming out with all this stuff when i saw it it just looked like like when you was dming me all of these topics i was like yo this is like sensory overload they're literally <laughs> sending out everything today which they they, they wanted to counter that narrative it, yeah it, they it did goes to show you that they do listen they do listen they may, they may not have twitter accounts but they, but they got a sock account looking at everything that you guys say. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, cause like clearly like them coming out with the whole partnership with a which is something that blade X, uh, um, one of us, the, 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 the touch on, and it's something that I was going to mention, but you know, I might as well mention it now. Asobu, Asobu essentially, they, they, uh, they, they work with indie game creators in Japan and PlayStation working with them. Uh, means to me that you can expect more indie unique games from Japanese developers coming out for the PlayStation 
in the future. So that's that's good to see. And I think that's a good message to show to uh, hardcore gamers who were concerned about some of the stuff that came out in articles that was accurate. You know, some people don't want to believe is accurate, but accurate. Um, but but mostly largely speaking about how first party is is going and how first parties game development will be in the future and not necessarily their way of pivoting towards making sure that they're focused on third party indie developers as well. And and I, that's not even talking about China Hero Project, which they're still focused on getting those games out and helping those developers uh, uh, like Mihoyo, who did uh, Genshin Impact. Yeah. So. Genshin Impact. I remember when you played that game religiously. Man, I, that was a good good three or four months. Yeah, before. you were. I mean, that was, was three or four weeks before I started to see all the... The, the, mm. the predatory... <laughs> no, not, not the predatory. Not the gotcha system. The gotcha system is actually... It's I actually think, pretty good from what most people actually, say. It's actually pretty good. It's not... It's not as as predatory as it is on mobile. It's it's you could get a lot of hours in on that game and a lot of enjoyment without spending a single dollar. Yeah, I'm talking about more of some of the problematic things with some of the characters. Oh, uh, okay. I, I don't want to. I don't want us to get you to get demonetized or even bringing it up. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't trying to do that. Um, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go on Twitter and type in hashtag cancel Mihoyo or cancel Genshin Impact or something like that, whatever that hashtag was, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh. Yeah, I had to stop playing that game. That was uh that was that was very a little too uh, much. Unfortunate. It was very unfortunate. Somebody wanted his wife to walk in to see what he was playing. Uh no, that's see see there you go. Not, <laughs> no, look, I, nothing like that. I'm talking about dialogue. Stuff I know what that. you're talking about, so I'm just I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. So um, let's move on to our uh, next topic. We got we actually got a couple of bonus topics, but I do want to knock this um this next one out. Um, Jeff Kaplan, he is um leaving Blizzard. And this is like a long, I don't know if you saw it slow-mo, but he mm -hmm. wasn't the first person to leave. He wasn't the second, the third, or the fourth. Maybe not even the fifth. It seemed like there was a mad exodus from Blizzard over the course of this week. And um, Jeff Kaplan, if you don't know who he is, he is the, the lead designer and developer around Overwatch, uh, one of the most successful games that came out last generation. People didn't know what that game was actually going to be, and it turned out to be one of the biggest phenomenons that came out last generation. It actually won game of the year. I think in what, 2015. And, um, yeah, it kind of put esports on the map when it came to consoles all over again, when it came to, um, these last generation systems. So when you heard that Jeff Kaplan was leaving blizzard, um, what was the first thing that you thought of slow-mo? Well, I just kind of felt like, well, I mean, this, I'm not one. I wasn't shocked. Because why? Well, why would you be considering the the number of departures that have happened with Blizzard? They they are up there with Bioware with the number of developers that have left. And I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised because Blizzard isn't Blizzard anymore. Well, I remember coming up when, even though even before I played any of Blizzard's games, and they were mostly just a PC developer, I knew of them and I knew of their their work culture as the game will come out when it's ready right 
and it would it could be a long development cycle and it could take a long time or it could never come out at all if they determined that the game simply wasn't good enough for their level of quality. And unfortunately, that's not Blizzard anymore. That way of doing business to make sure that their games have that Blizzard quality, that doesn't happen anymore. Now they're, they're Activision. And when you, from what we've seen from reports, is when you have Activision business executives in the creative room saying what should or should not be implemented in the game simply because how long it's going to take for that to actually get implemented or get put in the game and or how, how much money it would cost. Like, that's not... None of that crap, I think, deserves to be in the game again. I understand that that is a unfortunate part of the industry, but yeah. I hate to hear stuff like that. And but that's that's the reality of Blizzard today, and that's the reality uh, when you, even to the point where you, there's a, I can't remember the name of the studio. Maybe somebody in the chat will will name, but there's a brand new studio out there. There's full of former like the entire studio is like Blizzard former people. Blizzard yeah. developers. They're they're making like a kind of like a StarCraft two kind of game. Yep. And when you have when your the culture of your studio has changed so drastically that there's a whole nother studio created <laughs> that of people who are leaving your studio based off of how bad things or how completely different things are. Like that's ridiculous. And so I, I, I just, I'm not shocked at all that he's leaving. And uh, I, I think I don't, I don't know anyone who's really in the Overwatch community like that. Like I played Overwatch. For I a played little it bit, a lot for a, for a little bit. My kid still plays it a lot. Yeah, I, I, I know, I don't know anybody that still plays it the way I like a lot. I, I, I played with a few people, some friends, and I played that game like almost every day for a good like three or four months when it first came out. It got old to me. Yeah, and I uh, and I moved on, but I I'm pretty sure that the people in the Overwatch community probably aren't really happy with the way things have been going. I remember them coming up with all this information about Overwatch Two, and they made it seem to me like that was about to come out real soon. Yeah, and and what was that like two years ago at least? And it's just like, yo, where's Overwatch Two at? Like, what's happening? And just yeah. I, I I remember a blizzard that wouldn't show you really much of anything until it was it was ready to go, and what you expect from them is that when they show you something, that is going to come out within a year or so, and that's just not the reality anymore. Unfortunately, we got another super chat here. Yeah, uh, J Force Games five dollar super chat. Appreciate that, man. He says told told you today I would get on, but life just got in the way. We'll catch the replay though. Cool, 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 man. Yeah, no Jay, problem, man. Shout out to you, Jay Force. He is um he is one of our um loyal uh followers and subscribers. He follows us, he follows Scumcast, he follows you, he follows he follows Brap. Uh he's one of my nice. uh, he's one of my customers at my store today. He stopped in today and I said, you know, you stopping through the show. He was like, Yeah, if I got time, I will. And um yeah, always appreciate you coming through, brother. And um hope you enjoy um all the stuff you bought at the store today. 
<laughs> but it's always good. You know, it's always good to just run into, you know, people that, you know, in real life, you know, it, it makes you realize that everybody's not a creep. <laughs> and some people are actually really nice people out here. So, um, still doesn't change the fact you got to kind of be careful when you're out here and stuff, but, um, true, true. But that's all that matters, man. Met, met me a really cool dude. I met him a couple of weeks, like probably a month ago. And, um, he's he, him and his family. They're all really, really cool. So appreciate you stopping by. Thanks again for the, uh, five dollar super chat, but yeah, um, just fought, just ending up because like you said, it's to us, it's not really a big deal, but I know to a lot of people inside of the overwatch community and just in the blizzard scene in general that's a this is another huge loss to them and um you know i think overall it's basically a changing of the guard you know blizzard isn't blizzard anymore it, it hasn't been blizzard for quite some time now it's only been a couple of the star wars that's been left at the company that um a lot of people have been hanging on to and uh, one of the last ones have finally left the company. So ultimately it's going to come down to our boy, um, Mike, Ubar over there, you know, to fix everything because you know, he, if, if people didn't realize that's where Mike went when he left Xbox, he's basically also, running uh, blizzard. And, um, and, um, the head of the coalition. Oh uh, shoot. What is his name? Um, Rob Ferguson. Rod Ferguson. Yeah. I knew it was something Ferguson. I can't yeah. remember the first Rod one. Ferguson's yeah, Rod over Ferguson. there. He's working yeah, he's on leading he, Diablo. Diablo. Yeah. Please so don't Diablo, please don't mess up I'm... Diablo. Love yeah, Diablo. We'll see. We'll see. Um we had a question in the chat actually from yeah, Geek Kid yep. eight one eighty eight. Um thought it was pretty interesting, so I brought it up. It says uh what's the biggest franchises Microsoft owns? Halo, Elder Scrolls, or Fallout? Actually, while you were talking, decided to look that up. It's yeah. actually none of those. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The, it's called Minecraft. Yeah, is it all Minecraft? It's That's called exactly Minecraft. It. Minecraft <laughs> is the is the biggest franchise that Microsoft owns. But uh, that three Halo has Halo. sold more copies than Elder Scrolls and Fallout combined. So you yeah. know what? Get you know that um, I saw this earlier, and um, did you see what Call of Duty surpassed this year in, in lifetime sales since 2016 or 2003? Tetris. No, Call of Duty. No, no, no. Look, did they surpass Tetris? Lifetime? What was what was what was Tetris? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm I know they, they, I don't think there. I didn't read the article. They just said that they passed four hundred million lifetime sales of Call of Duty since two thousand three. Wow. Four hundred and look. Look, man, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna we, I said, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna turn this into a whole Call of Duty conversation. But let listen, y'all. Call of Duty, we've been saying Call of Duty was gonna be dead for years. Like Call of Duty go that this is it for Call of Duty. Call of Duty ain't gonna make it no more. And let's be nah, Call of Duty's not going Call anywhere. of Duty there's, there's, has reinvented itself in more ways than one. And that game, every time people thought, oh, it's so 30 million, you know, it's a far cry from the 30, 40 million it was selling when it was Modern Warfare 2 and, and regular Call of Duty, um, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, which was like its apex. I mean, some people say Black Ops was the apex, but let's be for real. Modern Warfare 2, Jesus Christ, that was the apex of Call of Duty right there, um, especially mm -hmm. when it came to, I'm not saying for the love of the game, but just the amount of games sold. I remember when that game came out, that was my first year working at GameStop. And that's when midnight launches were still a thing. 
we had close to 700 people in line at our store lined up. It was literally going halfway down the block. People were lining up at like 10 o'clock at night so they can get their game. It was ridiculous. It was so many people. That's what Call of Duty, I mean, Grant, that's what it used to be. But the fact that it finally passed 400 million sales, that's a lot. And some people are going to say, and, and well, you know, yeah, but, but to, to bring that back to the topic, this is why Blizzard is no longer Blizzard. It's basically an Activision hand. It is. St stuck up the, <laughs> the it behind is. of the Blizzard puppet and telling it what to say and do. Because of those kind of sales, they look at the quality and the reputation that Blizzard had and was like, yo, we can, we can replicate that here. It's the same thing it does when EA acquires a developer. And you see that developer slowly like switch from the kind of unique, different developer that they were to your typical, yeah, let's insert some multiplayer into this largely single player title that people only go to for single player games. But hey, here's that tacked on multiplayer that just wasted resources for no reason and, and just caused a, a bunch of problems for no reason. Like typical EA assimilation. Activision does the same thing. It's these these massive, massive publishers that really only care about the bottom line and, and they'll they'll announce in their earnings calls record breaking earnings while they simultaneously are laying off hundreds of people. It's just it makes me sick. <laughs> it makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. It, it's it's the way of this industry, unfortunately. Uh shout out to Gerald Mack. Shout out for, uh, to you for that five dollars super chat. The IOP sent me. Shout out to the IOP. Looking forward to watching the replay. Want to see your thoughts on Game Pass? Uh, hail the hail the IOP. That's what's up. Yeah, shout out to the Iron Lords, man. Always good guys over there. Always uh, supporting us, and we support them as well. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Uh, I just yeah, Call of Duty, man. That's crazy. And then it, when you, it's kind of when you contrast it versus. Um, um what grant the final five i know i don't know what it's at now um but i know what late late last year or early the year before they announced that they passed 100 million um sold for grant the final five and that was in a, a good what nine years so even mm -hmm. in nine years it sold 100 million compared to yeah all call of duties now who knows what grant the Auto's at when it comes to like the franchise as a whole it's, the entire franchise yeah, the, yeah, yeah like pretty, three that was really popular four, uh four four was popular um, pretty much all of them ever since three like even uh san andreas and stuff everything ever since then it's kind of been doing ridiculous numbers um, so no one really knows Five is clearly sold the most. Oh, it's clearly sold the most. And, and I wouldn't put four too far. I mean, it's pretty far behind it for four. I can see 50, probably 60 million, but who knows? I mean, at, at a certain point, it's crazy to think that, you know, two of the biggest franchises in history <laughs> are owned by two of the greediest companies in history. And it kind of makes sense. Because yeah, 2K, because because 2K, 2K man, whew, they got NBA 2K, they got they got Grand Theft Auto, and then it's kind of it's it's just a shame that Blizzard went the way they went because of like you said the whole Activision lane, and um, it's 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 kind of sad, you know, and it's a reason that you know Bungie kind of got away from them and. 
thank God they did because this could have happened to them, you know, and anything else. But, um, overall, you know, anybody that really loves, um, those type of games or loves, um, hero shooters, I don't think they're dead, but I think, you know, overwatch was probably the last great one we're going to get unless somebody kind of reinvents it again. Uh, there are games like Paladin out there that are actually pretty good and um, stuff like that, but there's nothing they, that's going to replace that. Just kind of they 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 fall out of favor. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. And I think hero shooters kind of they they don't have that. You can't just make a hero shooter and just like oh this is going to print money for me. Yeah, no, and, and like, like yeah. even even if it's a quality one, it's just not it's not guaranteed success and it, when the 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 number of people who are interested in a genre dwindle then you've got everyone who's making those kind of games fighting over i can't believe you just hit that hit that car like that i did oh yeah i hit yeah. that car hard yeah let's be for real let's the one the, the he went oh. flying but let's be for real the driving in the game still sucks on that motorcycle <laughs> it still sucks um, uh, uh and, and that's days gone for anyone who's, who's going to be listening to this or the replay and 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 not uh, what sir, I'm about. sir taz um, sir taz says halo has sold over 70 million copies and oh that's kind of just contrast that versus call and call of duty was kind of the beginning of the end of the because halo is still popular yeah but call of, of duty killed of this it. year it's 81 million yeah that, that, that's what i saw as well taz when i looked up whether uh halo had also Elder scrolls and fallout and it's essentially it's, it's also both of them but yeah um anyway uh what was i saying i was talking about oh you were talking about a lot uh, of things i was you know what it, it's fine it's it's fine <laughs> it's so, fine i'm getting old and i forget that. no yeah you're good um so you sent me a um you sent me a uh tweet from um from um What's his name? Um, Jesus Christ. Um, Hip hop gamer talking about yes. gaming journalism. No, um, no sight of African-American gaming journalism on the port on the, on the horizon and something that he said in the video. Really? I watched it. And it, when you think about it, it's really interesting mm -hmm. that that is a, that when you, you don't even really think about it until someone brings it up. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and tell the um, tell the chat and everybody that's listening and watching what happened or you know your take off of it? Yeah, now and first shout out to Hip Hop Gamer for bringing up the topic, and I think he he sparked the conversation, and this is going to uh, eventually is going to lead to a roundtable that we're trying to do with Enrique from Brap and and getting um, developers, uh, African American developers, as well as African America, uh, African American journalists in, in the in the gaming media together to kind of talk about their experiences, how they got to the positions that they are, and what did they see are the the issues with uh, the the difficulties for those uh, who are minorities in getting into these kind this kind of field the stem field in, in general and i i can only talk from my personal experience but i i can i and if you're not aware i am a network engineer i that's what i do i don't work in the video game industry i wouldn't work in the video game industry because i don't want to work them hours so i'm just keeping it the buck but <laughs> i uh i work in the it field and I wish I had some of the resources that I see 
available in my community when I was growing up that I see in other communities. And what I mean by that is I'll use a very, very specific example. I remember showing some of my coworkers how to use something called Cisco Package Tracer. We were setting up, uh, I at the time was setting up a test for applicants because uh, we would always get people who would come, who would apply, and they would have all this Cisco stuff. As, as Cisco was, uh, they create networking equipment. Uh, they also have, uh, they create Cisco iOS, which is the command line interface as for, for their equipment, as well as other products as well that, that are out there. But <laughs> I always get people to come in and they be like, yeah, I know Cisco. I know Cisco. Right. But then they don't even know how to apply an IP address onto a Cisco router. They don't know. They, they, they're completely lost. And so we would, I set up a test um, for our company so that whenever people would say they, they had networking experience and, and, and we would just, we would pull out this laptop with Cisco Packet Tracer and be like, have at it. Solve this issue. And I'm not going to get into how many people could actually do it or not. It's not important, but that's, I'm showing this, setting this up and showing this to some of my coworkers. And I had this intern, this intern, he's like, he's straight out of college. He's actually, he was still in college at the time. Um, great guy, great guy. And he, not an African-American, was looked at and was like, oh yeah, man, I, I did stuff like this in high school. And I just looked at him like, you what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I did stuff like this in high school. I was like, you had classes like this in high school? <laughs> yeah. He looked, he just kind of looked at me like, you didn't? And I'm like, hell no, I didn't. Let me tell you what computer classes in my high school was like. Here is the internet. This is how you get on the internet. This is a computer. And we basically, uh, that, that was, look, we, it was the basic of the basic, okay? It was stuff that you already knew, and people spent that time period in class busy socializing and not really learning anything. This intern went on to tell me that he had programming classes. He learned how to code in high school. He did. The, he learned the basics of networking. He learned what people base essentially learn in, like, A++, plus, A, A plus about, like, uh, it hardware and things like that he learned all that stuff in high school and i'm just like was this like a mandatory class or just, just like I, I i i was completely thrown for a loop and it's interesting how in some communities there aren't resources like that there aren't those things aren't taught and and I think the IT field is is a great field to be in because regardless of what happens in the economy, right. where where people you will see certain industries start to fall by the wayside, so certain industries have issues and problems, and people lose jobs. It's difficult to. I, 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 I great example is that when I graduated from college, I graduated with a different degree. I, I'm coming out of college, and when I went into college my field was hot right when i came out of college my field wasn't hot anymore and it was difficult to find a job that's never an issue in it never and so so when you see a community that <clears throat> struggles in certain areas when it comes to uh, overall nationwide with with wealth 
and getting these kind of roles and being in position to later on be able to get better positions, higher positions to get into higher, higher uh, levels in the, in the organization. But I think it really starts at the education level. Right. There's like you forget winning the race when you're not even prepared to be at the starting line, you know? So it's just, it's unfortunate. And, and I, and I, I hate to see that so many people who have potential could learn how to do this stuff and could really enjoy it. Just don't even have the opportunity. <sighs> yeah. Um, when you brought it to my attention and I saw it, I was like, why didn't I, it's like you, we talk about it all the time. We always talk about where's the representation when it comes to the, you know, um, the things that we talk about, you know, we don't have those people inside of like, if, if you make news videos and stuff like that, or you just like talking about video games, um, you don't really see that represented at the higher end. So it's like, I really didn't think about it until that was like something you sent me. I was like, yeah, why, why is that? But it, it, it also falls back to everything else that we always talk about. It's all about opportunity and the people that are in place that will have the opportunity to give you that opportunity. And uh, I think that is one of the biggest things that we as uh, African-Americans or just people in general have to always fight through every day. It's something that won't change. It seems anytime soon, because until you start getting people in power like us, it will always be that struggle to even get into a position like that. So I applaud them for coming out and actually bringing a, a face to it and making it a conversation. And, um, I'm very happy and I'm proud of, you know, Enrique and everyone that's gonna, you know, put this round table together to actually make this a discussion and a talking point, because guess what? This is, this is very important. This is, this is something that a lot of people don't want to talk about, but needs to be talked about. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's one of those conversations that can be very uncomfortable. I know it. I'll go a step further. Than go that. ahead. Cause I'm tired of hearing people talking about it, but nothing ever happened. Exactly. And, and that's what I said on Twitter in regards to this is that I often see people in a position to do something about this, but say nothing, say, say no, no, they say, they say things, oh, they acknowledge, they acknowledge issue. Yeah. but then like, but what are you doing to, to fix the issue? What, what, what do you, are you working with people to help find a way to fix it? And I think a great example that I, recently thought about this was we i was watching david jaffe's interview of john uh you know I'm, i keep forgetting this guy's name but it, it was not jeff ross but the second interview he did where he was speaking with the narrative director for days gone and so i now me personally i didn't have an issue with this but some people found an issue with the fact that there were no people of color and well, not any, but there were very few people of color in Days Gone. Now, the game takes place in Oregon. I ain't never right. been to Oregon before. Right. But I imagine that the, the black population in Oregon ain't that big. Okay. So I don't really, it didn't really bother me that it wasn't like a lot of black people in Days Gone, whatever. But what 
I found interesting in him speaking to David Jaffe about this was he said that I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said that he thought about having more black people or more black people with more prominent roles within the story of the game. But then he being a white guy from Oregon didn't feel comfortable writing for black characters and having it seem authentic, which I understand. Right. I completely understand that you don't want to write some stereotypical black character that people are like, are you serious? Cause this is not us. Right. Or you don't want to write someone where people feel like, well, this, this, this just doesn't like, what, what is this? Like clearly you don't know, or you've never met a black person before or whatever. Right. I think, I understand him not wanting to, not feeling comfortable writing that, but you're not the only writer. You have a writing narrative team. Right. Why didn't you reach, if this is something you thought that you could use in your game, why didn't you go out and actually try to hire a a, a writer that has that kind of resource for you? that could be on your narrative team and actually could write that for you. It's like, you see a problem, but instead of cre- actually providing a solution to it, you just go, Oh, well, you know what it is, what it is. We'll just move on. I just won't have those kind of people in my game. And so it's or not solely those kind of people, but we won't have this kind of representation that I thought about actually having for the story simply because we don't have people on staff that could actually write to that, that experience uniquely. And, but then it seems like they didn't actually take it any further with actually hiring someone that can do that. And I think those are opportunities that are missed. Right. So that you could, you could actually have stories that are different. And I, I, we see, guys like everborn our homie everborn who's out here he's he's doing his thing he's working on on stuff we see ariel knight these indie african-american developers that are are working and we see them get elevated and lifted up from the smaller youtube channels but we never really see that from the bigger ones like that so it's unfortunate well, and that's why, let's be for real, that's why we bring um, attention to it just because just because we're small doesn't mean we don't have a voice and we don't have the ability to share um, experiences and things that we think should be uh, shared with our communities and stuff because that's something I think everybody should do. Now, we're not asking people to go out and share things that they don't believe in, but ultimately, you know, this is all about equality and everything and you know everybody having a chance um to be the best version of themselves and that's the one thing that i always try to promote in my life and the people that i know and um you know if i rock with you i rock with you and i'm going to support you no matter what and i'm going to be there to do everything i can do to do it for you and i just don't think that happens enough inside of um not even just in this community but just in life in general uh, because you're only as good as the people that are surrounding you. You can do a lot of things by yourself, but trust me, things get a lot easier when you have a team around you that can support you. And that's the one thing that I want everybody to take away from the conversation. So like I said, hip hop, that was a, if you ever get a chance to listen to this and you hear it, that was a very, very good point that you brought up, you know, even though it was like a minute and a half, it was 
it was a very powerful minute and a half that kind of brings a light to things that people haven't been really thinking of, or if they haven't been thinking of it, or if they have been thinking of it, they just didn't bring any type of, um, voice to it. And I think that's something that you definitely did. So, um, you got anything else you want to put around that summer? No, not at all. But, but you know, since we mentioned Everborn, guess who just showed up with the super chat? Everborn Saga, the two dollar super chat. What's good, fellas? How's it going, bro? Hope you hope you having a good evening. Hope you having a good time, man. Uh, th- thanks for uh, for checking out the show once again. And also wanted to shout out to Eric Eric Cuts for the win, Erica in the chat. How's it going? Uh, hope you having a good night as well. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, I think we about uh, um curb stomped every topic that we were going <laughs> yeah we did we we definitely did so um yeah we're, we got about five minutes or six seven minutes left um anything in the chat that you guys want to ask us or anything any questions that you want to bring up today this is the time to do it oh and also everborn uh game is phenomenal um i really like um the structure it's a couple of things that uh i would talk to you about i'll dm you and stuff on the back end but yeah the game itself phenomenal i i i like the way that it runs and plays and everything so i'll reach out to you about some other stuff too when i get a chance yeah man like yeah i like i like that's that's one and that's and that's a dude that's doing his thing mm-hmm. doing his thing man that, and we need to support more stuff like that um felix 420 with the five dollar holler thank you with the super chat brother how many of those subscribers were found at the bottom of the cereal box with a 14 day trial or while I'm pumping gas. Oh my well, not, god! Well, not not twenty three million of them. <laughs> not twenty three million of them. <laughs> so, I, it's not, a couple not of enough. <laughs> I, I I I see your point, bro. But not enough to uh, diminish the uh, the gains that service has been having. But I, I, oh I, I appreciate the super chat, man. It's pretty funny. Oh, that's funny, <laughs> man. Listen, man. There, there there's there's a mixture in there. There's some pop tarts in there. There's some fruit loops in there. There's a couple of different different types of subscribers in there. But guess what? They all equal up to twenty three million plus, and that's all that matters. <laughs> oh man, that's a I like that super chat. That's a good one. But uh, uh, we got a uh, question from from Doxaya. Any take on game? I think, I think he means game stack. Game stack uh, from Microsoft. Or, or, or did you did you get a chance to watch it? Man? I didn't, man. That was what was I doing yesterday? I was prepping for this, and um, then I had um, the day it came out. I did um, RDX, so I didn't get a chance to watch it. Did you? I also didn't get. I, I wanted to watch it because you know I love like all that developer, you know, inside, inside how developers work, engines, what they're using, the tools they're using, tools, tools, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, I didn't get a chance, so I, I you know, uh, maybe I'll, I'll get caught up with things and maybe make a video on it on my opinion of of everything going forward but yeah sorry bro i haven't really yeah you know what we will what we'll do is when people come to the show um next week we will um we'll make probably like a a really quick segment to talk about that because like i said that was something that i didn't get a chance to look at and i definitely do want to look at it so when we talk about it next week on slow-mo's channel we can bring that up as probably a small segment that we can uh, answer those questions if you come back for that one um we got um Blade X, he says, is Outriders powered by Microsoft servers? And that is an absolute by no. Microsoft servers? That is a yes no. Yes and no. No, it's mostly a no because it's peer-to-peer, isn't well, it? 
is mostly peer to peer. So like in sessions in game in the game, but now that doesn't mean that it's not full. Their yeah. implementation of the servers have has been great because it hasn't. Because the part of this of the Azure servers that they're using is is in regards to accounts, uh, your data, and so when your inventory gets wiped. That's not because it's it's a crappy peer to peer, right? That's that's yeah, that's that there, and it's not a a knock against um, Microsoft or uh, developers that are using Azure and aren't having these issues. I actually heard that uh, Rare, um, who of course developed Sea of Thieves, reached out to people can fly to give them some help. With, with that and you know the complaints for sea of thieves when it first launched weren't stability issues or you couldn't get online and problems like that it was due to the fact that the game didn't have any content so i think rare probably would have been a really is a really good resource for them to to reach out to and can get some help hopefully that so far i don't think it's really helping that much but yeah so hopefully rare can help them get get, get some of these issues uh together but what they're doing is kind of like a hybrid mix. There's the the database administration side of things where they are uh, all the data that you have of, on your your account, where your characters, how many characters you have, your gear, your loot, your weapons, all that stuff is being used and powered by Microsoft Service Azure. The rest of it is peer-to-peer. Yeah. So and and that was done intentionally, I think, because uh, Square Enix didn't want to spend the kind of money that would have been necessary for a brand new IP from from a double A developer that would allow them to to have dedicated servers like they have for Avengers. But then you look at this, and Outriders has surpassed Avengers. A uh, highest number of concurrent players on Steam has been more successful in 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 general than Avengers. You, <laughs> it, it just show kind of goes to show that where they that these executives don't really know what gamers want and what gamers are interested in and don't really know how to allocate their resources correctly. Unfortunately, but yeah, yeah that's a good bring up right there. Um... Racer X says, here's my question, guys. Do you think the zombie motif is played out in media, including games? Wait, say that again, because I was reading something else. Do, uh, he says, um, do you think the zombie motif is played out in media, including games? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's a Ooh, bit uh, oversaturated. Yeah, I, I think, I think that began with The Walking Dead when The Walking Dead TV show blew up and it became one of the more, most like top two or three most popular t- like TV shows on television in the media period, anything. I think that's when it began to kind of get a little, I'm tired of zombies kind of stuff. Right. You know, it, it, it was, it, it got a little, a little rough. I think um, it's not completely played out because those games are always fun to me. Right. Like I could, I still play left for dead with my friends from time to time fun game classic game one of the best games ever made if you ask me and good games don't get old regardless of the 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 premise the plot but 
yeah, when you get too many of them, it, it becomes kind of a kind of an issue, I think. But absolutely, yeah, I agree. Um, Artemis also says dealer and Rand just dropped a video on GameStack. So anybody that wants to know stuff about GameStack, go check out those videos. And like I said, we'll talk about it in the next week. Or we might just make videos on it too. You never know. But if we don't make videos, we'll talk about it next week for a short segment on the next episode. Um George says that the graphical boost they showed off was some crazy stuff, which is cool. Any color you like, he says, uh, hey, you guys, I'm having a real big issue with my Microsoft account. I know the password to the email, but I can't verify it through the older backups, email and phone number as I no longer use those. So I had that situation a long time ago with my original uh, Xbox Live account and they can fix it now. They weren't able to fix it for me back then. But all you got to do is just get you just got to call customer support and let them know your um your gamer tag, let them know your email address that is tied to your gamer tag. And um they'll ask you like some follow-up questions to verify your identity, and then they can send you reset passwords physically to a backup email. Cause I know as of right now, the way it was set up before they would send your backup email to the email that was on file, which makes absolutely no sense since you don't know the email, mm -hmm. the password to right. that email. So, right. so you have to call them and um, they, if you don't have a backup email tied to your Microsoft account, they can give you, they can literally pencil one in and send it to that backup, but you got to call customer support to get that taken care of. So let us know if you, um, you know, get that taken care of. And, um, oh, cool. Uh, Aradamus says the earnings um, earnings call is next week, so it's going to be a lot of news from that. Absolutely, and that, that might be the reason they got the Game Pass stuff out already because they know the earnings call is going to come next week. So that might actually be. Uh, and they don't they don't normally don't give the details. The details uh, of that type of stuff. It's always yeah. tied under you know media and, and entertainment under Xbox, so you wouldn't know exactly how much Game Pass is impacting that. But but then again, you might because. Um, you know, I keep hearing, I mean, they keep, keep saying that Saudi and Nadella has, um, has, um, structured parts of his, um, compensation plan is from game pass descriptions, which would be, you know, I think make a lot of sense. Why it's their platform. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> right. Exactly. He's like, yo, I want I mean, my money. My and I money. Want it now. I want it now. <laughs> so I need all the money I can get. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, shout out to Iron Lords Podcast, uh, Cognito in the house. What's up, man? He filed out a super chat. He says, salute my bros, breaking things down on DPS. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, we appreciate you too, Cog. Hope you're having a great night. You're probably working, right? Because the Cog works nice, right? Yeah, yeah, he works nice. He's, but sometimes so he, you never know if he's working or he on vacation because he takes so many of them. Oh, oh he, he like me where you he got just, like a whole month of vacation every year? Exactly. I, I, you never know with Cog. Yeah, man, I need I need to take a week off. Yep. I tell you that. <laughs> shout out, <laughs> shout out to the homeboy Everborn Saga again with the five dollar super chat. What are your guys' thoughts on the upcoming Mortal Kombat flick? Think it will be good. So I'm gonna I ask, will go first. Okay, you go, go, no, go, you go ahead. You go ahead first. I'll go second. Go ahead. You go first. Okay. <laughs> Everborn, I don't care if it's good or not. <laughs> Cause I got HBO Max. I don't have to go to the movie theater, and I can watch that while I'm working tomorrow in the comfort of my own office. 
And that's all I'm happy about. Thank you, HBO Max. I appreciate you. I will be excited for Dune when Dune pops out. Then I can be able to do, do the same thing with Dune. But I'm, I'm watching it tomorrow. I'm going to enjoy it the same way I enjoy uh, Kong versus Godzilla and and uh, the Zack Snyder cut. Hey, I, I appreciate, you know, WB putting all of their movie releases into HBO Max uh, throughout the year. Too bad they're not doing it in 2022, unfortunately. But it is what it is. Uh, but uh, what about you, man? What do, you, what, what do I think it's going to be good? Let me just say this. Uh, I think it's going to be mid. I think it's going to be probably about mid, but I'm not going to complain because I already got the service. And, right. And and it's, it's just additional content that, you know, I, I've subscribed for other stuff that I get to watch this too. So, hey, it's all icing on the cake for me. No, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be the best Mortal Kombat movie we ever had. I will say that. I think I do I do think that no 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 but that's why I can go out confidently and say I think this is gonna be the best one combat movie we ever had. Grown man dunking (laughs) on a kid on a play school court, basketball court. (laughs) Just like oh man. You see what I just did to him? Yes. He's five though, bro. Like come on. Oh he's five. Now, now, I say all that to say, back in the day, the 90s, when that first Mortal Kombat movie came out, I was so hyped for it, man. I loved that movie so much. I watched it that summer like six times. But you look back at that movie, and you're like, bro, this movie is not that yeah. good. Goro's extra arms? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah, it was pretty bad, bro. <laughs> Those glued on, barely sticking to his body, extra arms. Oh man! But look, hey, I I enjoyed the movie. Shout out to I, Racer X Gundam says rather at work or on vacation. One thing I could say is that Lord Cog at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Lords again. But no, I do. Th- I think it's gonna be. I'm like you. It's gonna be probably meh. But guess what? My daughter is a huge Mortal Kombat fan. She has all the pop figures that are out. I bought her all the yeah, action I remember figures. You saying this before, yeah. yeah, she went to she was she was sub zero for Halloween last year. So nice. so we we literally we do um we do a family dinner on Tuesdays, uh where we just basically just all sit around and just hang out with the family for like the end of the day. And we postponed it to Friday this week just because What's better than watching your daughter, you know, hang out with your family and eat dinner and then watch Mortal Kombat and watch my child. It doesn't matter if that movie sucks. She's going to have a ball because she doesn't have a concept of a movie that sucks yet, especially when it comes Mm -hmm. to gay, especially when it comes to her favorite franchise, which is Mortal Kombat right now. So I'm more excited to sit down and watch her reactions to the movie than just experiencing the movie myself. So I think it's gonna probably be man. I'm hoping it's better. I like Slomo just said, it's it's it can't go anywhere but up from what we had before. And just on a graphical and uh visual standpoint, I think the I think the movie's gonna be phenomenal just on that one piece alone. But uh yeah, man, it's gonna be great. But um uh, looks like those are all of it. No, we, we got a super chat. Oh, we do, um, yeah. Chloe Walker. Uh Chloe Walker with the five dollar super chat. GameStack has all the videos on their YouTube channel and sometimes and sometimes um they do mention Game Pass subscribers in the earnings reports. And then we Yeah, they yeah, they do do sometimes, but it's not it's not all the time and some and I, I've seen multiple times where people were trying to figure out like, you know, what that number is. So, yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. fine. 
uh Aronimus with the five dollar super chats before we go we need the hump day we need the humpty dance one last time for shock g rest in peace yeah i did see yeah that. i did the see shock that g yeah passed away that's man Dude, Yo, the, humpty the, humpty hump. dance, the humpty dance was the dance, dance. For, uh, some yeah we, we really showing our age here yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, we are. I remember as a kid that was like the song that everybody was was, was rocking to for a good summer. I, Shock G was is a is a legendary MC from from back in the day. That's that's unfortunate that he's passed. It just seems like, oh man, like with DMX now, Shock G, and it just looked like man, can we can we not have any more? We losing all of our, our, of our of our rap heroes from from past uh, time died. We're losing year. all yeah. our we're losing all our monuments, man. Losing them all. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, but we definitely rest in peace to him and and condolences to his family, everybody yep. that knew him. Yeah, man. Well, guys, this has been an amazing um, episode. Um, we hit i believe it was 94 concurrent almost 100 nice. almost 100 but listen doesn't matter what we hit the fact yeah, that yeah that was the same. doesn't, doesn't matter what we, number we hit matter. it could be 94 people here it could be it, it could have been a, or four people it could have yep it could have been the 23 it's people the that we show. started this show with it's still the same show the same people the same attitude and the same slow-mo and forte and um we truly appreciate you guys for all the love and support. Um, the only thing we ask you to do is if you haven't hit the like button on your way out and please share this video on social media uh, so other people can get a chance to see it that haven't seen it before. And once again, we truly appreciate every last one of you guys. And um, yeah, there's going to be more to come for us. This is, the, this is just the beginning for us and our channels. And I definitely want to turn it over to my boy, slow-mo. Uh, as always, I always appreciate doing these shows with you, you know, through thick and thin, course, the ups and downs, the stuff that you say that's crazy that drives me sick, the stuff that I say to you that you be like, what is Forte talking about? But you're my family, and that's all that truly matters to me. Please. I don't be saying anything that's crazy. If it sounds oh. crazy, it's only because I'm ahead of the times, and <laughs> the realization of what I'm saying hasn't caught up to the rest of you. That's yeah, caught up. So are you trying to say that you were just living in slow mo's world. Is that what you're no. trying to say? Oh, okay. No, I'm, no, no, I'm, no. I'm, 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 sl I'm slow mo Domus. That's that's what I'm saying, man. Oh my I, God. I... <laughs> slow mo, will you please let these um, five people know where they could find you and what you got going on your channel? Yeah, well, you can find me on my channel, Slow Mo Backslap. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please subscribe. I drop videos. Uh, I, I know that the pace is slowed down a bit, but. I, I got a video coming out tomorrow. I got more videos coming out soon as well. And always, as usual, every other week, uh, you will find DPS podcast, Damage Per Second podcast on my channel at the same time, 9 p.m. Eastern, Thursday nights. So come check us out. Also, hit me up on Twitter, Slow Mo Backslap, uh, same name on Twitter as well. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, man. It's always great. Uh, Slow Mo didn't even mention his glow in the dark magic PC too. <laughs> Slumo, do you have a lot bunch of RGB in your PC? I mean, ain't a lot. Can, like, you, look, can look, you see it from so you see it from Saturn? Nah. You, oh, you can yeah. see it from down the block though. 
Oh, <laughs> got no, but look, look, I got a little RGB in it. It's not, it's not, it's not like it's, overwhelming. It's you probably know, like not people, like mine. People, people got like someone's like Christmas house, Christmas lights on their house, like all in all in their PC. Mine's not like that. I got, I got a little bit, a little bit more, um, a little bit more RGB. Now that I got this Avermedia Live Gamer 4K and it's got RGB on the side. And by the way, let me just talk about that real quick, real quick, because some people tried to tell me that it was my fault that my previous Avermedia Live Gamer 4K capture card didn't work correctly, that somehow I had misconfigured my motherboard, and that was the issue. Well, didn't change anything in my motherboard settings. I got a new Avermedia Live Gamer 4K, and guess what? It, it works. works. It works flawlessly. So, it works flawlessly, because <laughs> the previous one was defective, and Avermedia has, has you know, I, I appreciate them uh recognizing they had an issue with their their earlier the earlier versions of their cards and correcting the issue and so that people don't have to worry about that any further plus i had the warranty the best buy warranty so <laughs> it was just <laughs> send it back <laughs> wasn't that big an issue so yeah um cool but yeah. yeah yeah so next time i decide to uh Go like it's like the, the the butt snack stuff I did live stream stuff. And shout out to everybody that came through to watch my my uh my misery with that. But uh, I that was uh captured the streamed in 1080p, even though the game could have been in, in 4K uh on my, on my PS5. But going forward next time, I go PS5 with a game, uh maybe Returnal. Don't you know? We'll see. Uh, next time I go live, I'll be able to do that with a capture card that can definitely do that in whatever resolution the game is in so yeah cool um last message art uh Aronimus says next week we need to discuss at uh slobo's addiction to upgrading his gpu all the time so what is yeah you know, I can't. I can't even i can't even uh argue with that <laughs> i can't bruh i look I'm, I'm still looking for a 3080 but but I recognize that if I get a 3080, I'm going to have to probably build a streaming PC. But regardless that. of that, regardless of that, just I'm buy a PC a that's big. Just buy a PC that's good enough to do everything. Don't don't you don't need a streaming. No, PC. I mean my, my, my PC is good enough to do everything. That's not why. Are you talking about just buying a separate PC altogether and making the one you have no, a streaming no, no, PC? No, 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 no. Because if I get a 3080, that like say like the 3080 is 10. 10 uh gigabit uh, gigabits of uh, vram um if with my my capture card now in um installed in my pc i will be bottlenecking the it's fine for my 3070 because my 37 only has eight gigs mm -hmm. but that's but that's what my pcie slot look it can only do eight gigs when i have something in populated in the in another pcie slot they're six. They're x sixteen slots, but they go to they they change once you 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 put other things in there. So, um, I'll have to get a streaming PC to not have that ten eighty bottleneck. And so <laughs> I'm probably looking at getting a streaming PC in sometime like in the next year anyway, just because if I decide to get a Lovelace, uh, Nvidia GPU for ne the next generation ones, they're probably not going. Even though the the uh, the bus width uh, of the of the thirty seventy is is wider than what you would find with the AMD RDNA two 
cards. Right. But regardless of that, uh, I don't think they're going eight gigs again. And yeah, so it will be about time this uh this uh, this this uh PCIe 3.0 motherboard might need to end up being my streaming PC and then I just build another one to to do everything else or vice versa, move the capture card out to a stream PC that I build. But it, it, it's not in the cards right now, clearly, because anyone that's trying to build a PC can't because <laughs> GPUs prices are ridiculous or non-existent. So it, it's like a unicorn. So It is a unicorn. I know I just probably like, killed people's ears with this all this pc talk and, yeah you and, did and stuff, that's so. okay though but the, the, they, they love you anyway so it's cool so um yeah like i said guys really appreciate you coming through um we'll see you next week for episode 32 on slow backslash channel um have we decided are we gonna do the stream this tuesday or are we just gonna we're gonna let people know this weekend no yeah no we already announced it tuesday Oh, you did. Okay. A lot, a lot, yeah, yeah. Um, but just for those who who weren't here before when we announced it, we're going to do a co-stream. You can check it on Forte's channel or my channel. Um, although I thought someone said earlier that you could see both screens. You can. For one. You can. Oh, okay, so, so we we'll could actually just. Out. We'll probably. We'll we'll, 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 we'll we'll figure it out yeah, later we'll on. It but out. it's definitely we got the time already. Next Tuesday at eleven a.m. We're gonna play It Takes Two. That's the the game that won the poll, and we will uh, do that co op. And hope you guys enjoy it. And whether it's on my channel or Forte's channel or both channels at the same time, uh, we'll we'll also let you guys know that through the DPS podcast Twitter account. And yeah, I think that's about it, yeah. man. But what, what about are you? Did you get your outro? Well, well, I mean, you're already on my channel, so um, make sure you sub to the channel if you liked what you saw. Hit the like button, like I said earlier. Um, got a couple videos coming out um, later on. Well, not even later on in the next two days. I'm working on a couple of them. Uh, they'll be hitting the channel very soon. But yeah, you guys have a great rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Play a bunch of games. I know a lot of people are looking forward to the next thing that Microsoft announces and the next thing Sony announces. So um, let it be good news for whoever it's for. You guys have a great week and we will see you guys next week. Peace.